Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, let's go, stinking let's genius. Go, big boy. Let's go. How is How Kansas? Uh, it's nice. It's very windy. Uh, thoughts with those that were in the Andover, Wichita area and the tornado that ripped through that area this weekend, the uh, devastation. And that's where you're headed next Sunday I'm, night, I'm, right? I'm taking next Sunday off. I'm going to Wichita. Is everything going to be okay or yeah, what? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, but again, scary moments this weekend. But yeah, it was fun. My yeah. final road trip. So you're stuck with me, even if cars break down or traffic is too crazy you're, you're well i guess you're not stuck with me since you're taking next weekend off yeah you never take any days off what's no, your I'm, excuse I'm, I'm taking that weekend off and then i'm taking a week, uh, sunday off when i go to vegas in june with the boys my old fraternity brothers so but again this was rescheduled from like last year oh right? it's been rescheduled for like a decade <laughs> like a can decade. i can i real quick just um throw a quick little grinch right off the top of the show not sure, with you go ahead not with anyone else. Yeah. Uh, so as Arnie said, I was in Kansas this weekend and uh, I was driving back and I was listening to the play by actually I was listening to Dan Beyer and Jeff Schwartz. And the, at, at the moment, whenever David Gascon, David Gagon, 
gave his update, I realized, oh my gosh, I can listen to the game. So I flipped over just real quick to listen to the final 12 seconds of the game. And uh, Golden State beats Memphis to, to win game one. Yeah. Here's my frustration. Could you imagine the reaction if any other athlete, maybe like a Baker Mayfield, as soon as that game was over, when he, or it, it, female sports included, she, had been booted from a game, right? Booted from a critical playoff game. Arnie, could you imagine the reaction by like 99% of the sports talk media hosts if immediately the first thing that one of these people did was go home and tape a podcast? You know, I, I it didn't think that there was anything wrong with it. I, I mean, I, I saw it when it was coming out on Twitter. I didn't either. And, and it didn't. It, it seemed I have like no the problem. Yeah, would, see, would I, make, like, would uh, any other athlete be given that? What if, Le, if LeBron did that? Oh, what if Baker Mayfield did that? I think it'd be more about what they had to say than, you know, than saying Arnie, it, to be honest with Arnie, you. Arnie, Arnie. Are you being serious with yourself right now? Yeah, I'm being serious. Are yeah. you being serious with yourself right now? Are you looking in the mirror and being honest with yourself? If any of those dudes, think about some of the uh, athletes that have been uh, the all-time lightning rods for criticism. If LeBron James, now again, Golden State won the game today, so Draymond gets a free pass. Right, of course. But you you think there would have been more about what they said, not the fact that the first thing they did was go home to tape a podcast. I, I actually think the podcast would be the third thing on the list. The first thing is, did he deserve to be suspended? The second, th- the second the thing game. is, what he had to say. And then the third thing is, why is he d- doing a podcast when it's game one? Um, obviously, they weren't flying back because they'd have to stay in Memphis for a while. So maybe he was bored. Um, as to you know, and as to whether he deserved mm-hmm. it or not, what did you think about that? Did he did he deserve it? Were you surprised that he got a flagrant two? I think ninety nine percent of the dudes that I, I think Draymond Green falls into a category where like a Rashid Wallace was um, I, I'm sure we can Bill Ambeer Bill Bill Ambeer well Bill Ambeer was an a-hole I mean I can't think of any other way to, to put it <laughs> He's I love one of my Bill favorite Ambeer. players what are you talking about a lot of things are starting to come together right yeah. now but I mean come on man most of what he did was flagrant I think they're the kind of guys that don't get the benefit of the doubt right I mean I right, think they're right. in that group where if something happens they're going to get the flagrant. They're going to get the boot. They're going to get the technical. That's just the reality of who they are. I don't think it's right. I don't think he should have been booted. I think the explanation kind of made sense. So maybe there's a gray area here, but in the end, Golden State won the game. I'd just be curious how most people would react if the first thing that someone did was to go home and decide to throw a podcast out there. I think 99% of athletes would be skewered now, if they if, did that. If you would have done it in the second half while the game was going on or at halftime, then I'd say, <laughs> okay, he's he's out of line. Then then it's too quick. But I, I didn't think anything of it and, until you All brought right. it up. I'm like, I, it just seems like it's part of the norm right now. You know? Yeah, I, I, I guess it is. I, I, and I guess it also matters who it is and whose network you happen to put your podcast out on. But we'll save that for another day, Arnie. So, uh, the week, I guess, was filled for me with nothing but diehard NFL draft talk. You love Because it. I was all in, all in on the NFL draft this past weekend. I would imagine you weren't because your Dolphins weren't really that involved in well, the that, NFL that's, draft. Well, 
that's one of the reasons. First of all, it got a low number, or I shouldn't say low. Let me rephrase that. It didn't get as high as a number ratings-wise um, because there were, weren't a lot of sexy picks out there. You know, the, Even though there were trades, right. um, the quarterbacks weren't there. The wide receivers were. There were no running backs. Um, you didn't think there was any game changers. So you're right. My Dolphins didn't pick till, um what, third round or something like that. Uh, and it just um, it didn't have the bells and the whistles that I normally like. Of course, I I, I watch it. I I'm into Wait, it. Can, a can I hit pause real quick on yeah. your take? Why do you watch sports? Do you even like sports? <laughs> you have <laughs> because this every week. What's every the week. bells? How could you not have a more? amazing first round of the NFL. What more do you need? Oh, no. If we're just talking about Vegas, I love the whole Vegas atmosphere. I will tell you that. But, okay? I mean, nine yeah. trades in the first round? Quarterbacks slipping told like you, crazy? I actually told you that was going to happen. Did I not predict that? That there was gonna, probably going to be a lot of trades? But I I no, I, I, just, I just didn't think there was going to be any game-changing players, except for, obviously, um, the wide receivers out there. I I love the whole Vegas. You see, the Vegas thing is what I was, I was loving, you know. I love the whole, you know, with the show. Put Ed Marinara on for, for another 30 minutes. I don't care. I eat that stuff up. Like, I, I love that. I like the guy who, uh, the kid from Make-A-Wish for the Giants that was doing it, and he was all pumped up. I mean, that's that's what I love about it. And, of course, the sexy picks. Who, who are the quarterbacks going to? The big trades. I did enjoy the big trades with the wide receivers with Marquise Brown and AJ Brown. Sure. So I thought that was kind of a little bit out of nowhere. Nobody was reporting that. And then later on, everybody's like, well, they asked for a trade. Oh, oh my no gosh. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Arnie Spanier. Yeah. It's my biggest pet peeve anymore yeah. in the National Football League, right? Right, 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 Any, right. And you and I have joked about this nonstop. There were two of them that, that popped. I think Devontae Adams was one of them. And gosh, Tyreek Hill was the other one. Where these moves come out of nowhere then all of a sudden you'll have and, – and again, I'm just naming insiders. I'm not saying anyone in particular, right, but right. the Pete Schragers, the Ian Rappaports of the world that suddenly come out and they got their mic in their hand. They're saying, well, you know, this has been talked about for a couple of days. You're like yeah. – no, what? No, it hasn't. You would have reported it. Then you would have told us it was being talked about for, or, you know, they asked at the end of the year that he wants to be traded quietly, went to the club. Well, obviously it was very quiet because nobody said anything about it. Uh, yeah. That's why I That's why I was caught a little bit by surprise. I, I didn't see those happening with those wide receivers. Uh, can, can I, are you okay if I start with the draft? Because Matt Verderam's yeah, yeah, yeah. coming up in a bit. We got two hours uh, and 30 minutes tonight to talk nonstop about the NBA games that uh, took place today and why. I, I again, I, I'm not in charge of schedules um, because I guess I'm too logical, but it makes no sense how everyone just conceded Saturday. I mean, let's get let's go. Let's get a game going on Saturday, but nothing was going on in the sports world on Saturday outside of the draft. But here, here's. Here's my thought on well, the first draft. I, I was going to say, ahead. how did you like the Vegas thing? You must have loved that because that's your yeah, team. Yeah, it's great. I thought it was great. You know, you yeah. and I are a little bit different on that front, like yeah. the. The uh, some of the the Barry Sanders coming out and announcing picks, I think that's really cool. Right. Uh, seeing Marcus Allen, I could do without half of these YouTubers, and I have no I have no idea who Doctor Demento is, or, <laughs> or 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 half of these other things that are taking place. I mean, to me, more than anything else, I just 
I, I, I just want the pick. So maybe I'm right. a little I, I bit. Figured, I, I didn't know if you would like it or not. I know that Vegas is your town because of your team, but I didn't know if you enjoy all the bells and whistles at that point. I That's what I enjoyed a little bit of that. You know, I the people kind of going off and Ice Cube. Right. And, kinda, and the, to me, it's all about the fans and, you know, they're watching the, uh, the draft too. I always look for the kid who's a Jets fan that no matter who they take, he's always going to be upset going, ah, what did you do? You know, like, <laughs> like he's going to pass out or something. So you're, you're I, not I, happy yeah. unless somebody's miserable. I right, think exactly, on that front is kind of exactly, what I'm taking from it. Exactly. But, but as, as we, we kick things off here on Fox sports yeah. radio, Matt Verderam is going to join us coming up here in just a bit, but I, I'm, I'm glad you started with the receivers because here's what I don't get right. AJ Brown was drafted. Marquise Brown was drafted like in two, three years ago, 2019 was the draft they were drafted in. I will never for the life of me. And I get it. Listen, you don't have to explain this to me. I understand it's not about the money. Or I, I understand it's all about the money. Right. And a course. team not wanting to pay them $20 million per year. But Arnie, A.J. Brown was the difference maker for the Titans. Yes. Right? He was... They were a different team when A.J. Brown was healthy and in the lineup. And yes, I know he was out there when they lost a couple of games... But we're talking about a dude who is 24 years old. Mm. This isn't Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill, who are fantastic wide receivers in the prime of their careers, right? And everyone throws that number where, hey, once you hit 30, you kind of fall off a cliff as a wide receiver. So Devontae Adams, Tyreek Kill, wanting new deals, uh, Amari Cooper even. That makes a little sense to me because they're a little bit older. Arnie, I'll never understand trading A.J. Brown, who is an elite receiver, and, and we can debate Marquise Brown later. I mean, I, again, everyone's right. losing their mind about why would Arizona go do that? Well, they decided to go get Marquise Brown, a guy that their quarterback's familiar with, instead of drafting an unknown quantity in the first round. There is no guarantee that Traylon Burks is going to be an elite NFL receiver. He KJ Jefferson was throwing passes to him. So he gets an upgrade in the NFL with Ryan Tannehill. But Arnie, I'm so miffed that they wouldn't think and try to work a little bit harder with AJ Brown than just punt and hand it over to a rookie. What are we, what are we doing in Tennessee right now? You and know, then you get Malik like you Willis said- later. Right, but you like you said, it's all about the money, and you know, like they paid their quarterback in Tannehill a boatload of money, though he's not making the money that Aaron Rodgers got. But just look, look, look what's going on. Aaron Rodgers got the big money; he lost his wide receiver. Tannehill's making the big money; he lost his wide receiver. Um, you know th- that that's that's going to be the norm. That's what's going to happen. And there was so many wide receivers in this draft. What were there six in the, six taken in the first eighteen picks? It, it, it's the natural progression. It's the natural next step to save some money and continue building on your team. You, you have to do something like that. I I guess my point is, don't you pay your good players? Don't you want to keep them around? Well, look at Kansas City. Don't You don't think they want to keep Tyreek Hill around? And they did, and they paid him. But again, what? how, how old is Tyreek Hill right now? Does anyone know? I, I, I mean, I guess I could Google like 27, 28 years old. So yeah, he's 28. And he just turned 28. So he's pushing towards that 30-year-old limit. Right. I completely understand. I completely. 
Arnie, but I, I guess I'm just really miffed at what the, the, the Titans did. And I know that draft Knicks are going to say, wow, this is a They wouldn't be able to come to a contractual agreement, so on and so forth. I, I mean, I, I, I guess I just if don't you let understand. Him walk away with, if you let them walk away and you get nothing, you know I'm going to be ripping you like crazy. I say, Chris, how could you let somebody walk away and you get nothing for him? You, you can't be doing something like that. that that's, that's insane. But at, at, the, at the very least, you... You had him under contract for this upcoming season. Yes, yes, she did. Yes, and if 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 I wasn't m- m- mistaken, you you would have had an opportunity then to deal him yes. if you want to as the trade deadline approaches. Or if he doesn't hold out, then you get bottom barrel for uh, uh, for the guy. You don't get full value. Yeah, well, how's holding out done for guys recently? How let's go talk to Le'Veon Bell about that and see how it worked out for him. And, and I know I've got one example to prove that holding out doesn't always work. But I'm just I, I get it. I understand. Everyone is all fired up about the rookies, the new guys coming in, but at some point You've got to pay your good players. It's the, well, the National Football you, League. You keep saying that, and because of that attitude is the reason why they can't pay these wide receivers, but you give all the quarterback all the money in the world. And I keep telling you to stop doing it, but you don't listen to me, and you keep giving Aaron Rodgers and those guys $50 million a year. It's got to stop. But that's the reality of the quarterback position. As I like to tell you, the toothpaste is out of the tube. Here's the other part of it. It's not like Tennessee was in contractual hell. They're not in in a salary cap right. debt. I mean, you've got, what, one more, two more years? On, but you have to do it now because of the abundance of wide receivers in the draft, though. I, I understand that, but yeah. I just – you have a guy that you got. I mean, you, you went out, you found a dude in A.J. Brown that became your guy that was a, a second-round pick. He wasn't even a first-round pick. You know, Traylon Burks can be a stud. And he might make me look stupid, but I feel like you just handed a Pro Bowl asset to Philadelphia. You just handed him away. And you and what did you get in exchange? A first round pick with a guy that, again, nice receiver. But is he AJ Brown? I don't think so. No, but you know what you could do is it's it's like playing fantasy baseball or fantasy football. Uh, you have a twenty game winner instead of paying the twenty game winner millions on top of millions of dollars. Maybe you sign two pitchers that are going to win you eight, nine, ten games apiece, and then you only have to pay about two, three, four, five million dollars each. That you do something like that. It's all about the math there. I just man. I, and, and this comes from a dude whose team just lost their mind in overspending to go get a wide receiver yeah. and, and gave up their first and second round pick to do it. But I don't know. We, we got draft grades, winners, Giants, Jets. We'll get into it with Matt Verderam next. But I'm sitting here miffed how the Titans, as the one seed overall, go out and make a move that absolutely makes them a worse team. It makes zero sense to me. All right, when we come back here, it's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to talk with our buddy Matt Verderam to recap the NFL draft next here on a Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app, 
or wherever you get your podcast. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Troll, Tony, and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. We're pumped to welcome back one of our favorites that we get to talk to during the football oh, yeah. season, Matt Verderam. Uh, man, he is all over the place. You can follow him on Twitter. At Matt Verderam, of course, the National NFL reporter for Fansided and the Stacking the Box podcast. Matt, uh, just overall, kind of your feel on let's go back to the first round. A lot of moves, a lot of excitement. Anything really surprise you from Thursday? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think anytime there's only one quarterback that goes in the first round, it's surprising. I know this class is not particularly strong, but I don't think anybody felt, at least in the media anyway, that Malik Willis is going to fall away to 86. He's with Desmond Ritter, who maybe. You know, it was thought to be a second-round pick. It was going to fall away to 74 and be the second guy taken. Um, so that was surprising, even with the class being being weak at the position. Uh, I thought, I made a note of this on Twitter. I thought it was interesting. This is the first time ever, at least in my research, that a running back and a tight end did not go in the first round, neither position. Wow. Um, so that, that's that's a little bit of history. But, I, you know, I thought I thought it was surprising that the Saints made that big move about a month ago with Philadelphia to get a second, first-round pick. And you're saying, okay, they're going to make a big move. And they did move up five spots. They got Chris Olave, the receiver out of Ohio State, who I think is a very good player. But the Saints, if you're going to do the math, the Saints gave up an 
unbelievable amount of draft capital to get Chris Olave between the two trades that they made. Like, I, I just think if you're going to make a trade like that, you better walk away with a franchise-altering player. They didn't do that. Um, but the, I, I thought I thought the story of the draft really was the lack of the, the main skill positions, you know, quarterback, running back, tight end, other than, of course, receiver, where we saw bevy of guys go off the board early. Yeah. yeah. Matt, what did you think about A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, uh, going to Philadelphia, Arizona? Um, did you did you see this coming? And um, were you surprised the Titans were going to do this? Chris was absolutely shocked. Because I'm blown of the money. away. Yeah, I, I said, obviously it's all about the money, but you tell me. I was mildly surprised with Hollywood Brown only because of the compensation Baltimore got back. I thought they got back an unbelievable deal from Arizona. I I get that the Baltimore Baltimore throw an extra pick, but you get a first-round pick from Arizona for a guy who, listen, has talent, had a nice year last year. He's had one good year in his career, and I understand they are a run-first offense for any other team in the league, and maybe he goes to Arizona, and maybe he blows up, and all of a sudden, that looks like a great trade for the Cardinals. But to give up a first-round pick for guys who had injury issues, who had drop issues, who has had one good year, I thought if you're Baltimore, listen, uh, the flip side of that is the Ravens are absolutely nobody receiver. I mean, I don't know other than Mark Andrews who they're ever going to throw the football to, but they got really good value, and I thought they had maybe the best draft of any team all weekend. Um, with Brown, with A.J. Brown, I thought, you know, the Eagles is a home run. I mean, you're trying to compete in that division. They were another team. I I put they were with Baltimore, so I'm one of the best drafts, period. I mean, you, you land two studs off that Georgia defense, Dean in the third round, and you had A.J. Brown for you know, a first-round pick. Okay, fine. That's That's great. I thought I thought that was a home run for Philadelphia. I, and it confuses. Here's where I'm confused. I get Hollywood Brown. I think the drops are a little bit misguided. He's only had 15 drops on 317 targets, but I felt like all 15 of those drops came in like one game. So when they come in bunches, it's <laughs> obvious. But A.J. Brown, on the other hand, I, I mean, I get it, but what is Tennessee doing? I mean, this was a guy that was a difference maker for them, period. And he, it's not like he's 28, 29 years old. Matt, this is a dude that's 24 years old. You got him in the second yep. round. He's in his – I just – I get it. I like Traylon Burks a lot, but I, I just it it doesn't make any sense to me that you would move on from him this quickly. No, I like Traylon Burks too. I'm with you. I, I should go into the draft. I thought he was one of the more undervalued receivers out of all these guys who go you know in the top fifty. But AJ Brown, as you point out, he's only twenty four. And then beyond that, if you're the Titans, look, I get it with Adams and Hill. As much as I think it really hurts Green Bay and hurts Kansas City. You're talking about guys who are going to be getting paid guaranteed money into their 30s. You're talking about guys who are on teams or were on teams with elite quarterbacks getting huge paydays. The Titans are not giving Ryan Tannehill by quarterback standards a huge payday. And I would also argue, who else on that team that you look at right now, other than Derrick Henry, are you saying that guy is worth a fortune at his position? Mm-hmm. Kevin Byard? Point. Okay, who else? Who else are you paying? I mean, maybe at some point in time here, Jeffrey Simmons. But, I mean, nothing nothing that would preclude you from paying A.J. Brown, who went on the record after he got traded and said, I would have taken $22 million a year. That's $1 million more than Christian Kirk. <laughs> like, you're, you're not going to pay that guy? I just And now I look at the Titans, who were the number one seed in the AFC, and say, okay, so what is your offense? It's a rookie receiver who you're hoping pans out right away. It's Derrick Henry who finally broke down last year and got hurt. Hopefully he stays healthy this year, but who knows? He's getting older and he's had a ton of wear and tear. And then what else is your offense? It's Robert Woods coming in off an injury 
I mean, that is a team that is a prime candidate for regressing heavily. Tough schedule, better division, and lost a lot of pieces that were important. Matt, Matt, what about the, there was a lot of A grades on the draft. I saw like uh, people like given seven or eight teams, including your Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, how did your Chiefs look at? And by the way, I thought they did okay. I don't know about the A grade unless uh, I, I didn't watch too many Fayetteville State games with Joshua <laughs> Williams. But uh, you know, you tell me how your Chiefs did. I thought they did really well. Genuinely, I thought it, you know they they got lucky too. And I think I think they would probably tell you this, but they walked into you know the draft needing an edge rusher desperately, needing a corner after losing Shavarius Ward, needing a receiver, even though they signed Juju Smith-Schuster and they signed uh, MVS, Baldur Scantling. Uh, they need another receiver. They need a receiver there who they could develop long-term. And they get Sky Moore in the second round and a good value. The first round they got, they got Trent McDuffie right about where he should have gone. Uh, and then George Carl Office, who I thought you know might have been a guy who would go late teens, early 20s. He got him at 30. So, I thought the Chiefs did do very well. Uh, I mean, some of my favorite classes were, were Baltimore Phillies, I mentioned. I thought both New York teams did great. And look, you should if you have two top ten picks. I mean, you, you better be able to do pretty well. Yeah. Um, I, but I thought they did, especially the Giants. I love what they did with Neil and, and Kayvon Thibodeau. I thought Kansas City had a really strong draft. Uh, you know, they had 12 picks. They turned into 10 players. And I, I thought they, they really did find a lot of value. But you're right. You know, already it's funny. You see grades and some of these places, like, the worst grade they give out is a C. <laughs> and you're like, look, man, some people get Fs in life. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay to just be like, yeah, they failed. Sorry. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Like, if you don't love the Kenny Pickett pick, then Pittsburgh gets an F in my mind. Like, now, if you like the pick, fine, fair enough. But if you don't like right. that pick, then that's a, that's a disaster. Like, <laughs> you just took a quarterback at 20, and you're going to tell me Kenny Pickett was 70 picks better than Malik Willis? Like I, I don't believe that, but I, um, but yeah, the, the grades are always a fun exercise to yeah. tell you. We can all laugh ourselves later on for. <laughs> I had a blast, man. I had a blast. I'm glad. I'm glad they're making the draft mobile. And where what's it going to Kansas City next year? And I'm sure yep. it'll be back in Vegas. But Matt, before we let you go, you just you got to love the scene, right? I mean, that was unbelievable on Thursday night, and even into Friday to see that passion for the draft in Vegas. I think it's a lot of fun now. You know, I, I am a New Yorker. I'm from New York. I, I will say this. It, this year would have been a blast at Radio City because the Jets and the Giants for the top ten picks. Yes, like, yes. Can, anyone who's, ever, who's old enough to remember what that was like, I mean, they would have been booed unmercifully <laughs> on the block. Right? Like, that would have been unbelievable to watch. But Vegas did a great job. Um Look, the draft has changed. I mean, I'm, I'm only 33, but I'm old enough to remember when the, when the draft was on like a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you basically like, oh, yeah, draft's on. Turn on. It was just this really rote, boring thing. <laughs> now you've got Chris Angel escaping a, you know, a, a straight jacket and you know, coming down like a blue man group. Some of that stuff I could do without. Some of it's entertaining. But if nothing else, it is a spectacle. And that's what the NFL wants. Uh, and it certainly has, has provided that. You're awesome. Matt, have a great week, buddy. We appreciate getting to catch back up with you. Thanks, Matt. Hey, no problem. Anytime, guys. Good stuff, right. Matt Verderam. We'll talk to him throughout the offseason. You know what else we have to talk about, Arnie, as Steve DeSaker comes rolling in with an update? Uh, the schedule release is coming up next week. Yes. And that means we're going to have to pick every winner and loser, every single team. Let's go.
Steve DeSager is in the house. What's up, Steve? Hello, gentlemen. It is May 12th, I believe, the full schedule right. will be released. But this we already know May who everybody's first. playing, though. What's the big deal? We do I mean, know the opponents. We yes. don't know all the primetime games, big things deal. like that. We do know the big five deal. international games who will be the home games for those, but the actual matchups for the international games will be announced this week on Wednesday. So we'll find out who the Bucks will play in Munich, who the Packers are playing in London, and so forth, who the Saints will be playing in London. That's one of their home games. Did you see the Adam Schefter item that the Saints are now expected to revisit signing safety to Ron Matthew after yeah, I saw that yeah. after not drafting a safety this past weekend. Matthew's one of the names on those list of available free agents now that the draft is done. Edge rushers like Jadebian Clowney, Melvin Ingram, Trey Flowers are on the list, Odell Beckham Jr. unsigned, uh, Julio Jones. So we'll see as that progresses. What was fast and furious was as soon as the draft finished round seven, it was in the books on Saturday. Then you had all these undrafted free agents and everybody agreeing to sign. I mean, the Nevada quarterback, Carson Strong, was not drafted. Philadelphia Eagles signed him and signed Brown quarterback E.J. Perry. Notre Dame's quarterback Jack Cohn, who had been with Wisconsin before, signed with the Colts. Raiders got Cal quarterback Chase Garbers. Chargers got Illinois quarterback Brandon Peters. And De'Aaron King from the Miami Hurricanes signed with the Patriots. And there was a story that he'll play multiple positions with the Pats. We'll see. As for the USFL, Michigan shut out Pittsburgh 24-0 today. The Pittsburgh Maulers are 0-3. And tonight, New Jersey has just beaten Philadelphia. Philadelphia 24-16. There's a game on FS1 this Friday night, then Saturday night, a Fox TV USFL game. When do the playoffs start already? Come on. It's like, <laughs> what, 8-10 week season, and then all the games are in Birmingham. Once we get to yeah. the playoff games, then those will be at the uh, Canton, Ohio Hall of Fame Stadium. As for the NBA playoffs, the second round began today, and the road teams each won game one. The two-seed Boston in the East lost at home to Milwaukee, 101-89. Celtics shot 33% from the floor. The two-seed in the West, Memphis, lost at home by a point to Golden State, 117-116. Jordan Poole, 31 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Oh, he was awesome. John Morant, 30, and he had to play more, of course, because Draymond Green got kicked out late in the first half. John Morant, 34 points. He missed a last-second layup attempt. Miami hosts a game one tomorrow night against Philadelphia. Heat guard Kyle Lowry is still out with a sore hamstring. The NHL Stanley Cup playoffs start tomorrow night with four series openers. NASCAR's finish was postponed to tomorrow, noon Eastern time, on FS1 due to rain at Dover. Apparently, out of 104 career races at Dover, this is only the fourth time they'll be running on a Monday. As AP put it, with green flag start today just after 3 p.m. and no lights at the concrete mile track oh, nascar faced a tight window get to the halfway mark for an official race so they'll fire it up again at noon eastern monday and hendrick motorsports teammates kyle larson and chase elliott are starting one two they've only finished 78 of the 400 laps scheduled as for the golf the mexico open went to john rom by one stroke his first victory since last summer's u.s open this is one of the weaker fields of the golf year rom's ranked number two in the world He was the only guy from the top 15 in the rankings that was in this tournament. He was a heavy favorite and wound up holding on at the end. And the Sunday night ball game went to those New York Mets. They win again, 10-6 over the Philadelphia Phillies. The Mets are 16-7. 
The Yankees are 16 and 6. The Yanks have won nine straight. They won six to four at Kansas City. The Dodgers are doing okay, 14 and 7. They beat Detroit 6 to 3. Padres are 15 and 8. They get a win at Pittsburgh 5 to 2. Washington a win at San Francisco 11 to 5. And then there's the Cincinnati Reds. They've oh, lost boy. six in a row. We called this one quite early, ladies and gentlemen. They were down 9 nothing in the second inning, lost 10-1 at Colorado. And by called this, I mean their season, not today's game. This you could see from afar. Are they mathematically eliminated from the right playoff race? <laughs> well, if you'd said anything but the word mathematically, I would have yeah. said, of course. The Reds are 3-19 and 19 in these Ouch. first few weeks of the season. Right? Back to you. I watched the USFL on Saturday night. Watched the whole game. There was um, no NBA Saturday. I was bummed, right? There was no NBA. Yeah, everybody punted. Got to be the Gosh. dumbest scheduling quirk in the history of ever. Yeah. I, I mean, I do. Like, I know there's a lot of things that bother me that don't bother other people. I know that there's some things that I love that other people don't love, like NASCAR tomorrow morning at what? What does Sager? Nine a.m. Central Time. Yeah, it's a no, no, thing. noon Eastern. Noon Eastern. I'm sorry, eleven a.m. Central Time. Um, love it. Nine a.m. Pacific. Sorry. Um, how about that? Breakfast in NASCAR. But I, I just. I don't understand how you look at a date where there's nothing going on and don't think, hey, let's get one of our series well, going. It has to go with because of, you know, the I, I believe one of the the uh, Nets uh, was swept. So I think it created a, a, a day where there were no games. That's the that was the problem. I, I, I just you, can you not move them? Let's I don't go. know. You know, I can't. You can move college football, Any, but I don't know about. Yeah, I know. Things. Right. You can move college football. You can move yeah. baseball. You can move the NFL. But apparently you can't move the NBA. Yeah. Um, so I watched the USFL. I watched the whole game on Ooh, Saturday night. You big boy. Um, I, I, I'm sure your wife was happy with that. Well, I was on the road, so okay. I, I was I was actually in a hotel room. Oh, good for and, you! And there was there was nothing, absolutely nothing else on. And I I say this with peace and love. It's terrible, Arnie. It is just absolutely. You know, and I love I love the NFL. And I'm watching Birmingham and New Orleans, and it's. And and I you know I love football. Right. I sit there and fight for more football. You're not going to win in the spring when you have terrible football well, on you TV. Know, you know, people say, well, you know, we want more football, just not bad football or anything like that. I, I guess maybe, I'm guilty of that. Well, let me ask you this: the the, the the guys that you're watching, wouldn't you say they're better than college football players out there? Wouldn't you say that they could beat uh, what ninety percent of the teams? So you're watching better football than college football, but yet you love college. You could watch you could watch two teams that are zero and eight play each other, Chris. I, I know you can, so why can you watch college but not, not the uh, not this? Georgia would have beat the snot out of both of those teams I watched <laughs> on Saturday night. They, well, not Georgia, I, but, but, you know, give me, uh, give me Vanderbilt or something, well, you know? Well, Vanderbilt would probably lose to Palisades High School. Did you guys <laughs> even have a football team? Oh, yeah, here, of course. Here, here's yeah. what, and again, diehard foot. I love football. I love it. I I watch high school football, and I love it. But I'm sitting here, and I'm watching all night long, and they keep – Joe Clatt is an incredible broadcaster. Brock yeah. Hewitt is an incredible broadcaster. But I'm like, are you guys watching the game? Because they keep telling me how great this quarterback is for Birmingham, and he's he's like 15 of 38. That's he my team. Play, Easy, play, Birmingham. Oh, I'm sorry. He completed 39% of his passes. The other guy, Kyle Slaughter, was 26 of 47. Arnie, way, who is my quarterback? 
<laughs> uh, what for the stallions yeah oh it's smith it's oh, uh it's it, and, and all i was watching was all of the in in college here comes john smith they're gonna turn things around it's like it was terrible so i guess maybe i just have to accept that unless we ever get to a situation with spring football where it's a true development league in other words guys are drafted think about how cool would it be if and, and I know you can't do this because of injuries, but the draft just happened on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Right. Next Friday night, boom. Yeah. There's Aiden Hutchinson playing oh. for the Birmingham Stallions, who are an affiliate of the Lions. And boom, there's I don't know whichever pick. There's um. Oh, why did I? Can he pick it? Playing for the I, that would be kind of cool. This. This is unwatchable. Did you watch arena football? Because arena football lasted a long, long time. Different game. Different game. Right? It was 50 yards indoor. But it was still pretty good. A little gimmicky, right? And I think that's what made it different. But, man, this was. And I'm sure you guys can get on me. I'm sure there'll be some peers that are like, no, no, you got to get. I'm going to watch again because, well, I mean, sometimes there's going to be a Saturday night or a Thursday night or a Friday night when there's nothing else on. But, woof. That was really, really bad. I haven't even looked at the TV ratings because I don't want to see him, Arnie. But <laughs> all right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, let's dive into some of your tweets. They're hopping early with Arnie oh, yes, and Plank on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This might seem like a short-sighted question, Arnie. Yes. But have you ever been to Kansas before? I don't think I have, no. I've been to a lot of states. I don't think I've been to Kansas. When are you guys going? Uh, we're just It's a it's a two-day trip. In on Saturday, out on Sunday, I'm going for a wedding. We're staying at the nicest hotel in Wichita. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the hotel, but I'll give you a hint. They'll leave the light on for us. So are, are you, I'm, I'm excited. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I think you've got a few more options what, than what Tom Bodette <laughs> has for you there. All right, well, I, it's um, there's a lot of... It's my open. niece's wedding, so I'm going for that. A lot, lot of open area. Yeah. Lot I'm of not going area. for vacation if that's what go, you think. Go check out the Flint Hills. Drive through them, which is fascinating to me because as I just did it today, uh, if you're listening in Kansas, I mean, listen, I don't have anything to say. I live in Oklahoma. But literally, there's this area called the Flint Hills where it's just it, – it, it's, it's hills. And half of it's on fire. It's like a controlled burn. So be safe, Arnie, as we welcome you back into Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Okay. All right. Um, Here you go. Couple of tweets. Oh, lots of tweets today. At Stinking Genius. I I just read my favorite one, too. Which one? Which one? Go ahead. It was at the beginning of the show. I can't find it now. I have to go so far back. We're getting too many. Well, I, I want to explain something. Can I just point this out? Here's my Draymond Green point. Yeah, Draymond goes on the volume and does a podcast about the game. When he nearly, he acts like an ass. He's jumping around. He nearly cost his team the game. My point is, could you imagine how some people in the media would react if a LeBron James or a Baker Mayfield or a Kyler Murray or I don't know any other Aaron Rodgers? I mean, look how people reacted when Aaron goes on Pat McAfee, for goodness sakes. If they just acted the fool like that, and the first thing they did after the game was go and do a podcast, oh, my gosh. I mean, geez. Some yeah, of you guys. about that. So one person ripped me about it. A Lou doesn't them, understand yeah. what's going on. But for the most part, I think that sometimes 
we and it's wild that Draymond Green is the guy that's getting the pass for this, but some, it, it, LeBron James sneezes and we lose our mind. Oh, huh, Michael Jordan never had allergies. Look at you, LeBron James. You're so weak. So anyway, uh, I uh, found uh, Justice Tall says, Arnie, I wish you were on earlier. I really like the combination of facts and humor. I don't think some people, uh, meaning Chris Plankett me. says, get it though. Yeah, you don't get my humor sometimes. Yeah, I don't get I, your humor. And, yeah. and no, no, I don't. I, I, I wish I did. <laughs> Arnie's on a comedy plane above me. And by the way, let me be clear on this. Yeah. I love the idea of athletes doing this. I think it's the greatest thing that's happened in sports. I'm not even kidding, Arnie. I love social media for certain, you know, direct to you and I, right? To where we, I think it's great. I think it opens them up for criticism. I think it opens them up for praise. But I also think that sometimes dudes are crushed and destroyed whenever other guys can get away with it because of the platform they're on. So, and by if, the way, Jordan says he's listening in Kansas right now. Welcome. So, well, I mean, I Arnie, welcome I, I don't know if you guys realize this, but we're nationwide. Yes, so, you yes. shouldn't be surprised when someone says, Hey, I'm listening in. Oklahoma, Iowa, Kansas, all these flyover states. I mean, come on. People people love sports. That's how it is. Uh, Bake writes, I'm surprised and somewhat impressed that you gave the USFL a chance. Way to go. Not surprised, however, that you found it subpar. Again, I, I'm going to watch again, but it's terrible. And I'm probably going to hate watch it and find everything wrong with it. The best thing about the broadcast, Arnie, is the, the, the broadcasters. I mean, they're f- phenomenal in the information they're giving you. It's just. I, yeah, but, I you know, know Chris, suppose I said the same thing to you. Um, women's softball is not even on par to men's baseball or college baseball or major league baseball or single A, double A, triple A. Again, it's, it's different in its own right. Wait, this is like a minor league for football. I don't understand that comparison. Well, wait, draw a picture for me. You know I'm slow sometimes, so take yeah, me through it. Well, you say it's not good football. It's not. Well, couldn't I say that it's not good baseball? You know, watching like a single A, double A, or women's softball because they're not on the same par as triple A and major league. Could I say that or no? Sure, you could. And I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah, of course you would. I mean, I, I'm, I'm serious. If you're like, well... Uh, I watch college softball, and it's not as good as professional softball. Okay, you're probably right. I watch NFL football, and college football is inferior. Okay, you're, you're probably right. That's that's the reality of it. But I guess my point is, Arnie, sit and watch one of those games from start to finish. That's my challenge to you okay. next week. You All think right. you can do it? I can do it. I don't think you can. When we come back, more of your tweets, plus Todd Furman live from Vegas coming up. Hour one of the books, it's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Hour two. Oh, dude, I'm getting some storms coming my way, Arnie. Really? Oh, yeah. I might be as uh, soon as careful, this game is over. Be careful. Duck and cover, baby. You know, uh, by the way, speaking about storms, I, go ahead. It, it, was it like about three, four weeks ago, the young man, thank God he's okay, that he was in the um, the pickup truck that was turned sideways. Did you, dude? That's like six months ago, isn't it? No, they, well, he got a new he got a new truck. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they gave him a new truck, so I thought that was pretty cool. That that was that was it's, fantastic. It's you know? one of the wildest things I've ever yeah. seen was, on video in my life. It didn't life. flip over, right? It was no. just turned on its side, right? Just turned on its side, spun yeah. around a couple times. Then this was a couple months ago. I want to say it was in Texas. Yeah. And it got it got caught up in a in a little tornado, red red truck, and it got knocked on its side, flipped around, landed back on its four wheels, and old boy and the guy drove, drove off. off. <laughs> and and what was wild about it, it was some seventeen year old kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, they gave him a new truck, so I thought that was pretty cool. But Good yeah, when him. you put up the storms, I'm like, geez. So you you weren't a fan. Of the draft is what I'm taking I, away. You know, it, it, I wasn't a fan. I like the pageantry. I like the acts. I like the, the some of the special guests. I even like Ed rambling on and on and on. I did I just, like that. I just didn't like that. There was people, most of the people in this draft weren't going to be, you know, we, we couldn't speculate. Like the quarterbacks, we didn't say, oh, he's going to make an immediate impact. He's going to be a starter. He's going to have to learn for a year or two. You know, that that's what it's always all about the quarterbacks and you know filling that that position no running backs and, and it turned out that i was right chris from day one you owe me an apology for what, what? Were my, what were my rules being a general manager never ever 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 pay a running back except if you're gonna get henry uh, uh, on the titans um 
don't pay your quarterback $50 million a year. Get yourself wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and stop worrying about beefing up the front line, the offensive line. You'll be okay. And that's exactly what, what the general managers are doing right now. They are, but I don't think I've ever fought you about running backs, have I? If no, I have, we fought I you on the wrong. offensive line, though. We fought on the offensive line. Well, I'm all about the offensive line. How can you say yeah. no to the I offensive know, and I'm, line? And I'm not. I'm, I think it's more important for a quarterback, wide receivers, maybe corners, and then maybe even defensive line before I'm worried about my offensive line. Well, um, I don't. No, I don't know if you noticed this, but there were three tackles that went in the first, what, six picks of this draft. Right, right. So it's right. still pretty damn important to NFL people to get that solid left tackle. Right. And you saw right. people positioning all over the place in the first round. But I mean, listen, if if you think if you think that there's not going to be a situation where teams care about the offensive line then I'd love to have that crazy juice that you're drinking because no, I'd no. love to be right there with you. I'm saying teams will take care of their quarterback first, their wide receiver sure. second, their defense third. I don't then think the it's wide receiver line. second anymore, Arnie. Really? I don't. I, I think, and, and maybe I should rephrase that. I think it's it, it depends on where teams are. I think teams like Kansas City and Green Bay with elite quarterbacks who have paid their quarterbacks. Right. I think they feel like that with those dudes that they can have any receiver they want and still be successful. Yeah, they signed a bunch of unrestricted free agents at exactly. wide receiver. And they they dropped, like, for instance, the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs were going to move up and get a wide receiver. They didn't even worry about a wide receiver until later. The Packers finally moved up in the second round to get a dude. Uh, and maybe he ends up being a stud. I don't know. But as it stands right now, I, I think you're seeing – it's like different strokes for different folks. I don't think you can just say you got to take care of this because Kansas City and Green Bay had the receivers and they were taken care of. Might need a little Ooh. bit more depth. And then lo and behold, they don't want to pay them. Or, or, or they get an offer they can't refuse to move them. Who has a bigger year this year out of the three wide receivers that got moved? A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, or Tyreek Hill? A.J. Brown. That's an easy one, Tyreek Hill, obviously. Well, I mean, listen, you're a Dolphins fan, so you're going to say that. I don't know. Here's the thing. Um, who's my, my options? AJ, AJ Brown. Brown, Marquise Brown, Tyreek Hill. Marquise Brown. No, that's wrong. Arr! Hold Try on to again. this tape. Hold on to this tape. Try it again. You got two 12, left. 12.05 Eastern yeah. time on a Sunday night into a Monday morning. I don't know. Is it May 2nd now? I'm here to tell you. I think with what they have in Arizona, I think Marquise Brown is going to ball out this year. Now, I'm a Sooner homer, so maybe right, that right. jades me a little bit. You're a Dolphins homer, so yeah. that jades you quite a bit. But I, I mean, think it's obvious Tyreek Hill will have more catches than any of the... Th uh, the how is it other. obvious? Well, because they'll probably get him the ball on those little flat screens right, and things exactly. of that nature, bubble screens, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm real... I think this is going to be one of the most fascinating years for how teams are going to, to view where they're going to emphasize their dollars over the next few years. Because if the Raiders, the Browns with, with Amari Cooper, and again, Browns are going to be kind of weird this season. Maybe I'll just leave them out and use uh, Raiders, Eagles, and your boys, the Dolphins. If all three of those teams see significant upticks this season, 
I think you're going to start seeing people say, okay, maybe we should keep these receivers around yeah, a little bit longer, yeah. especially if Green Bay and Kansas City slides just a bit. But I was going to say, you know, Green Bay and Kansas City, I mean, look what's going to happen to them. I mean, you lose, you act like losing a Tyreek Hill or losing Adams is, is not a big thing. Well, I'm not, I don't mean you particularly. I, I just mean... Um, you know, some people overall. Well, let's see what happens to these quarterbacks when they don't have the the elite wide receiver on that team. Um, yeah, exactly. Thank you. You, they're important to you. They're important to me. They're important to quarterbacks. But I don't know if you can magically just make some dude great because you're a good quarterback. You go off and flying, which I know you disagree with. You need a good receiver that you have confidence with. Let's see what kind of confidence they have in these dudes that are coming out. What One other thought from the draft. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll move on to the NBA playoffs and Todd Furman's coming up live from Vegas. One other point on the, on the NFL draft. I don't understand why we still have to do this as far as the coverage. And Arnie, I know you didn't have this in your notes, and I apologize for going off road. That's all right. Why does every single guy getting drafted have to be followed with some story about the worst thing that's ever happened to him in his life? And I maybe I got caught up. I was watching ABC in the first round, um, I, ESPN, and, and, and I was flipping around quite a bit between the NFL Network. I was listening a lot to Jay Glazer, who was all over it right here on Fox Sports Radio. Jay and that crew, they were crushing it. Um, but as I started watching still, it's it's almost as if we put these fluff pieces in on some guys. And it, it wasn't as bad as it once was. I mean, a couple of years ago when Trey Wingo was doing his like, oh, here's Henry Ruggs. Maybe that's not a good example. Here's Jerry Judy that's just been drafted. Four years ago, Jerry Judy lost his best friend. You're like, whoa, hold on a second. In the greatest moment. Why do we still do this on the draft? Why is it still, and it's only usually in the first round, smattering about in the second and third round, but it's why? like the news. Yes. It's like the news. The bad Thank news you. leads the news. That's what they wanted. What are they going to say? Uh, and here's so-and-so. He was a 4.0 student in high school, and he really got it together when he went to Alabama, and he was an academic All-American besides <laughs> being an All-American. No, they people don't want to hear that. They want to hear the bad stuff. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it was fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the draft. I probably got to immerse myself in it a little bit more than I typically do, but I would I would leave our draft conversation on this. Is there a bigger head-scratching pick for Arnie Spanier than maybe what Pittsburgh did with Kenny Pickett? Is that a head-scratcher to you, or is that a good pick in your mind? No, not at all. I, I'm, I'm shocked. No, I, I thought it was a, a great pick for them. I, I thought it was a natural pick. I, I mean, you saw it was going to happen. You're, you're just counting down the picks like, hey, if he's there at number 20, which I, I had the whole quarterback thing mixed up anyway. I, I thought somebody was going to be taken to the top 10, but that's beside the point. So I'm like, hey, if he's there at number 20, they got to take him, right? They're, they're, they're going to have to take him. And uh, no, I, I thought it was a good move. Why do you think it was a head scratcher there? I don't understand. Because I don't think Kenny Pickett is a franchise guy. And you don't draft a guy in the first round unless you think he's a franchise guy. Do you know what the comparison is on Kenny Pickett? And I'm not big on NFL comps, but right. for the sake of this argument, I'll use it. He's compared to Ryan Tannehill. Right. And I just, listen, Tannehill's been great with the Dolphins, but... Or, excuse me, with, with, with the Titans. Titans, but it took an, an implosion with the Dolphins to get him there. So, I don't know. I just, if I'm Pittsburgh, yeah, you need to get a quarterback. It didn't seem as if anyone was going to go in that first round if you decided to pass on him. I mean, if Pittsburgh doesn't take Pickett at 20, 
Right. Is there a quarterback taken in the first round? Maybe not. I mean, perhaps maybe somebody trades up, but I doubt maybe. it. I, you know, again, you're you're talking about a first rounder. You have to give him a lot of money guaranteed, even if it is a picking up a fifth year option. So, well, and, oh, and by the way, real real quick, just on that note, how about the Giants not picking up Daniel Jones for years? I've been telling you what a bust that guy is. From the day they drafted him, I told you, stop. This guy's no good. I I don't know anymore. Why? Why we even make a big story about the fifth year option? I really, I mean, why? Not, you, I thought you would. You'd be the first to make a big story of that. Well, no, because every time I bring, like for instance, uh, I was thinking about the Raiders. Raiders did not opt, give give the fifth year option to any of their first round picks, and they make this big broad announcement about it. Um, Seattle's not going to bring back LJ Collier. So Brian No finally got something right. So he's taking a victory lap right now on Twitter. <laughs> um, the, uh, the uh, what was the other one that you, uh, Daniel Jones. And every single time I'm like, damn, man, that's like, that's wild. They wouldn't give him the fifth year option. Again, it gets back. Well, everybody kind of knew that was what it was going to be. And that's how right. it was going to go. And I'm like, well, okay, then why is it even a story if they're not going to do it? And why then does it become they still have an opportunity to be with the team? To me, if someone still has an opportunity to be with the team, Arnie, you lock them up for that year regardless. So, yeah, I'm with you 100% on this one. I, I just I was blown away to kind of see how everyone, as we expected, as we knew, I'm like, oh, okay, that's the first time I've heard about Daniel Jones not at least getting his fifth-year option. And then secondly, well, every single time we talk about it, we bring it up, there's always like, well, there's a chance that he could come back to the team. I never get that. Well, and I don't know yeah. if there's – has there ever been a guy – and I'm sure someone's going to correct me quickly, but I feel like 90% of the time when they decline a fifth-year option on a dude, he's gone, Arnie. Right. He's gone right. the next year. I don't know of any uh, times when it's like, oh, we're not going to pick up his fifth-year option, that all of a sudden you magically come up with a new deal and that dude's around for the next five years. Yeah, no, you're, I, I don't know either. I'm sure somebody will, will tell us if we're wrong on that. Um, it's going to be kind of awkward. We'll see what happens. And what, what, what happens if he has a good year? Then what right. are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Josh Jacobs. What if he's a 1,500-yard rusher this year and flourishes in Josh McDaniel's system? Um, I mean, listen, I've, I've banged the drum for guys like Cleveland Farrell and LJ Collier who have been absolute disasters in the National Football League. But what if they go out and have a four uh, – four wouldn't be good – 10 to 11 sack season? You know, it, then all of a sudden, do these guys become prime candidates? Or I was they surprised just about Jacobs. Yeah, I was surprised about that. That caught me by by surprise. It did me. I thought he might be the one of the three that gets uh, that gets a, a fifth year, but that's not going to be the case in Vegas. Hey, since we're on this and we're not going to have time to shift to anything else, do you have someone that that really jumps out at you and you say, "Hey, they won the draft." Well, you know, I, I obviously the Jets had a good one. The Giants, Philadelphia. I mean, I mean, if we're talking about like all their picks, I. I mean, or just the first couple of picks, but they had uh, they had good ones. I know Kansas City did well, but I wasn't particularly crazy about it. I don't think I'd give them an A minus um, on something like that. Um, so those are like uh, Seattle did well. So I mean, I, I I and believe it or not, I kind of like Detroit because I like Hutchinson. But then again, what what's that going to do? I know they picked up Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama. So I, I thought they did a good job. I thought I you know I I thought a lot of teams like seven or eight of them had an A grade on there. If I if I told you that I thought the Texans did a good job, 
Would they you tell have. me I'm crazy? Well, because they got Stingley, though he only had a good first year, and he didn't play much after that. But you had COVID, and he got hurt, and he sat out. So I kind of like him. Oh, no, I don't just like him. I love him. And let yeah. me just tell you this real quick. I don't know what the future looks like for Davis Mills at quarterback for the Houston Texans. Right. But at the very least, I absolutely love what their general manager is doing. Uh, Nick Saras, he goes out and gets Derek Stingley Jr. with the first pick that they have third overall. Could they have traded down and probably still got him? Yeah. But they wanted him. They went and got him. He was my top cornerback, period. I love Jalen Petrie, Arnie. He's a safety from Baylor. Absolute heat-seeking missile. Got to be a little careful so he doesn't get kicked out of games. Happened a couple times in college. John Mechie III is the receiver from Alabama that nobody was talking about. And then they added Christian Harris. They had a huge second and third day. Man, I I don't know if they're going to be good this year. I don't know if they're going to end up in the sweepstakes for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, whoever's going to be the number one guy next year. But, man, Arnie, I absolutely love what the Texans right. and and I would also add the Ravens did in this draft. I saw Bryce Young was the number one favorite right now to be the number one pick. Did I see that correctly? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, he or C.J. Stroud. I don't think Spencer Rattler is going to factor in. Um, There's the kid out of Coastal Carolina that some people like. But no, no, no. This is going to be a two-horse race, I think, Arnie, next year between Stroud and between Bryce Young. And and let's see. I mean, look, Philadelphia is still prime next year, right, with a couple of first-round picks where they can make a move and move up. Think about this. If New Orleans struggles this year, they're kind of in that same boat where what the Jets were with the Seahawks pick. This season, when they could end up with a top five pick if things don't go well. So I'm fascinated by the quarterback class heading into next season. All right, listen, we got a break. A lot of draft talk. I keep trying to get to the NBA. So let's do it next. Todd Furman live from Vegas with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams. And you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance. Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off. And everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. We got the dumbest tweet in the history of the show tonight, Arnie. Oh, probably somebody that agrees with me. No, 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 no. Um, it's literally the dumbest tweet ever sent to this show. I'll read it for you coming up after the bottom of the hour. Oh, Can't wow, wait. That. That's a look. Tease. At, that's a tease. In the meantime, we're joined right now by the man of the myth, the legend, Todd Furman, live from Vegas. Bet the board podcast. Todd, man, what a showing for Vegas on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday. That was some kind of scene, wasn't it? Well done for the city. Always great to get those kind of big-time sporting events out here in the desert. It shows that Vegas is no longer just a gambling destination like we've been tagged with for so many years, that it's truly becoming the West Coast version of a sports mecca. And uh, tip of the iceberg for what kind of events we're supposed to have here over the next two to three years as well. Todd, you got to go there. Did you go there all dressed up in your Raider garb and, you know, with the spikes on and everything like that or no? Uh, I did not. I was down there in a button-down shirt and a blazer for some of my CBS <laughs> responsibilities on Friday. A little bit more buttoned up, uh, but Arnie, you know me. And a sea of football fans there, I had to make sure I gave out a couple of NHL winners in the final day of the regular season on Friday instead. <laughs> hey, are you fired up for tomorrow in the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs? It is the best time of year. It's the best playoff uh, that often you can't ever predict the kind of upsets that you'll see, the amount of tight finishes, the multiple overtime games. And I think when you look at where the league is now, you really have a separation of haves and have-nots. I mean, every team in the Eastern Conference, more than 100 points. Teams out West, yes, Nashville and Dallas leave a lot to be desired, but we'll see if Colorado can finally scratch the surface from their potential and uh, Stanley Cup aspirations. But I think we're in for a real treat over the next six to eight weeks. The only problem that I have with all of this is that my beloved Golden Knights in yeah. five years of existence will finally be on the outside looking into the postseason picture. Yeah, they tanked at the end. Todd, in the draft, any after the draft, any of the numbers switch crazy? A lot of any money come in after what people did after the draft? Does it usually change after a draft, even when there's quarterbacks taken or no, not really? Uh, there's always a little bit of buzz uh, that comes out of the draft. You know, fan bases love to rally around some of their picks. Uh, I don't think you ever hear a fan base that is disappointed with the way the draft goes, unless you're the Seattle Seahawks reaching for running backs in the first three rounds. It seems to happen every year with Pete Carroll at the helm. Uh, the Jets, probably the big winners, not going to see that potential and talent realized on the football field this year with their overall draft haul. Still 20-1 to to win the AFC East, but the biggest mover actually was in the AFC South, where the Tennessee Titans were more or less co-favored 
Roberts with the Colts. They part ways with A.J. Brown, bringing Traylon Burks to kind of replace that void in the receiving core. And you see their price drift out from plus $1.15 out to plus 145 mm-hmm. So that's more or less the biggest mover uh, that we saw as a result of the draft. You did see the Eagles' odds shortened as a result. Uh, 3-1 to one at FanDuel, now down to right around plus 240 A lot of optimism there that Jalen Hurts finally has some weapons to go along with an explosive ground game. I'm sure we've talked about this in season, but Todd, are you someone that is a Jalen Hurts believer? Would you put him or the Eagles now in a category of a team that you might be willing to put an over bet on or maybe even to make a run? I need to see more from Jalen Hurts. I think the one big thing is accuracy was always a concern. And while Lincoln Riley has clearly gotten his players in his system elevated to the next level, you begin to look at what Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts have accomplished. None of them are over, overly accurate passers. They're a little bit smaller. And you need a specific offensive skill set to try and have you know a scheme tailored to your abilities. When I look at the NFC East, I mean, I thought it was going to be a logjam anyways with four teams that could make a legitimate claim if you wanted to believe in the Giants and a change in regime with Brian Dable and Wink Martindale on the defensive side. So I think what was the most competitive division on paper going into the draft only seems to get more so, and we can just hope that the winner of the NFC East will at least win 10 games so they won't be marred with a 500 or one-plus game advantage when they go into the playoffs. Which way did the people go in the prop on the quarterback over under first quarterback take it? I, I, I had the feeling a lot of people were going way over um, and they were going to win on that one. Yeah, early on, I mean, the over-under was two and a half, and you saw immediate support for over come in because we've seen teams overdraft quarterbacks in the past. Number did get as high as three and a half at some offshore books, but what's interesting about that particular prop is that once they got to three and a half, they didn't feel a need to come back. So all they did is they juiced that price up. So if you wanted to go under three and a half quarterbacks selected in the first round, you had to put up $9 to make $1 coming back. Uh, we started to get buzz that there were a couple of teams that had become uh, a little disenfranchised with the quarterback crop, and I actually shopped around for a two and a half, couldn't find it, uh, but just didn't trust that teams wouldn't get desperate trading up to draft potentially the likes of a Desmond Ritter a little bit earlier, Malik Willis, yeah. uh, or maybe Matt Corral until uh, those unfortunate rumors circulated. Yeah, I, I didn't know, Todd, if this was a situation where NFL teams got a little smarter and decided, hey, we're going to wait and not reach on a quarterback, or if this was just a terrible quarterback draft class. That's that's where my balance was. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you and I watch a ton of college football throughout the fall, and I think when you look at some of these quarterbacks, Chris, there was none of them that you went, you know what, this is a can't-miss guy. Kenny Pickett, the light went on a little bit late in his time at Pitt, and I think the jury's still very much out, you know, what he'll be able to do on an NFL roster. Malik Willis, even more so of a project than Trey Lance, when you look at his frame, a little bit leaner, uh, and when he had a couple games stepping up in class against Power 5 opponents, whether it was Syracuse on a Friday night uh, or his performance in the Grove against Ole Miss, it wasn't the kind of transcendent in town like Josh Allen, who played at some big programs and just didn't have skill position players around him that were able to catch balls that he was throwing on a rope. So I think teams at this point understand how valuable getting that extra year of control is for a quarterback, and it really benefits you to draft them a little bit earlier. Uh, but if you're going to draft a quarterback in lieu of a potential impact player, uh, I think we've seen some of the best franchises in the league. They, of course, have a luxury of having a franchise quarterback more often than not, but you can never really go wrong with best player available more so than overdrafting someone who may not be in your roster in two years. Todd, let's get over to the NBA, my friend. NBA playoffs round two. Um, people were taking Golden State. That was a loser because they had to lay, what, two and a half. But I love the, the over. They can't make it high enough. It's going to be going over every game, it seems like. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the total, it opened as low as 217.5, closed 224, and then obviously went flying over with a total of 233. I do think Draymond Green being out there for a full four quarters changes a little bit uh, of the defensive dynamic. We saw Jaron Jackson go absolutely bonkers from beyond the arc, and that's kind of been the trademark for Memphis so far this postseason. They want to turn it into a track meet. They want to run and gun. The problem being is when you play a team that's got as explosive a scoring offense as what Golden State brings to the table, this may not be a tremendous recipe for Taylor Jenkins' bunch. But to your point, Book's very happy with the result. Um, about 75 to 80% of the tickets from the shops that I spoke to uh, were getting inundated with Golden State prices. A lot of people walk to the window and go, you know what? Laying two and a half is the same thing as expecting my team to win. They were dealt a little bit of a cruel oh. hand with Clay oh. Thompson missing both free throws yes. uh, with under 10 seconds to go. And, and I do think Memphis will be able to push him a little bit, but you're looking right now at Golden State by seizing home court advantage, going from right around a minus 240 favorite to win the series, upwards of minus 550. Mm. Wow. Todd, before we let you go, can you explain to me, because, uh, you know, sometimes I need a, a dry erase board, a drawing, or a graph to help me understand it, but what went behind the decision to kind of close out some of the prop betting on the draft picks the night before the draft? So it's a little bit of a different dynamic, and every jurisdiction uh, is entitled to handle things differently. So some states allow you to bet it throughout the course. Uh, I know FanDuel is actually offering live betting through the draft, so you could bet picks three or four down the road for lower limits because there is a little bit of volatility there. Uh, but the Nevada Gaming Control a couple of years ago when they finally approved draft betting that we've only had here in a legal capacity for four years felt that the bookmakers and the casinos were going to be at a severe disadvantage if there was perfect information that got out. So the compromise that they kind of forged was that they were going to pull all the draft props, at least out here in the desert, off the board 24 hours before the event. And in the reality of things, guys, if you can read the tea leaves, books, if they believed it was a profitable event to book year in, year out, would push for that restriction to be removed. But a lot of them have come to grips with the fact that this is a loss leader. It's an amenity more than anything else. And it's one of the true sporting events during the year where those with perfect information can get an advantage over the bookmaker uh, if they happen to have the right people in their Rolodex that sports books don't have access to. By the way, Todd, mm-hmm. run line parlays when I come out to Vegas in June like like I'm crazy. That's that's where it's all at, my friend. Run line parlays. Hey, I mean, Arnie, uh, one of these days you're going to put all these crazy theories into a book. You may not sell a whole lot of copies of that particular book, <laughs> but at least they'll all be down in black and white so we can review them. One thing I will say, though, guys, over the last couple of days, I know the big talk in Major League Baseball has been about low scoring and unders. I think we're about to see a market correction uh, over the next 7 to 10 days as temperatures start to get ratcheted up across the country, and maybe Major League Baseball wants a little bit more of a power surge. Uh, as today you saw 155 runs scored. That was 34 more runs than projected at 121 wow. and a half if you wanted to bet the Grand Salami. The love Grand it, Salami. Love it. Love, love it. it. Todd, love have it. a great week, buddy. We always appreciate your insights. Thanks, Todd. Always a pleasure, gents. Be well. At Todd Furman on Twitter, go download, subscribe, and listen to the Bet the Board podcast and hang out with us every Sunday night because Steve DeSager is here with everything that's going on in the world of sports. What's up, Steve? Well, Mets won again. Yankees won again. But Todd just mentioned it. A year ago in baseball, the first month of the season, the average batting average was about 230 and then they did something with the pitchers and the spider tech with the rule changed later and and it went up to 244 by season's end 
Well, the first month of this season so far, it's about a 230 batting average is right about the median. So the record low is 237, apparently. 1968, the so-called year of the pitcher. I think they moved the mound actually down a little bit after that. So, yeah, there hasn't been as much offense, he's correct, the first few weeks of the season. But mm. the Mets and Yankees keep winning. Dodgers and Padres keep winning. All four of those won. Mets won tonight. 10-6 over Philadelphia. Max Scherzer 4-0 got the victory. Yankees have won nine in a row. 6-4 the win at Kansas City. Aaron Judge, two solo homers. Angels and Padres with win. Angels are 15-8. They got a 6-5 victory holding on at the White Sox. Padres are 15-8. They won at Pittsburgh 5-2. San Diego native Joe Musgrove 4-0 getting today's win. And the Dodgers at 14-7 beat Detroit 6-3. So the Dodgers now at 14 and 7 host a 14 and 8 Giants team on Tuesday and Wednesday nights and Tuesday at Julio Arias against 3 and 0 Carlos Rodon. That's a good 5 team parlay right there to Sager. Could have won that all. <laughs> That's right. That's a lot of wins and always go against the Reds of course who lost again yeah, exactly. 10 to 1 at Colorado. Reds have lost 17 of 18. But with Dodgers Giants for two games and in fact there will be White Sox versus Cubs for two games this week as well. But Dodgers Giants have the two best bullpens in the National League so far. The Dodgers got an addition to the bullpen today. Tommy Canely from the Yankees. He's been injured for a couple of years. He pitched in a major league game today in L.A. for the first time since July of 2020, the year he had Tommy John surgery and a lengthy rehab after that. He's now 32, but he pitched a scoreless sixth inning, struck out two. Craig Kimbrell got the save. The Dodgers have a guy, yet again, who they've signed, who they know has been good before. So let's just be patient rehab him with us and see if we can get something out of him. I looked it up three years ago, his last full season with the Yankees. Tommy Canely had about 60 innings pitched, 88 strikeouts. And a couple years before that, he had about 60 innings pitched, 96 strikeouts. This is the kind of thing the Dodgers did to acquire Blake Trinan in the first place, who's been their eighth inning reliever. But Trinan's been out since mid-April now because of a sore shoulder. They did get an addition to the bullpen today. As for the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee a winner at Boston in game one of the second round. 101-89, Giannis Antetokounmpo a triple-double with nine for 25 shooting from the floor. Chris Middleton still out with the sprained MCL. George Hill was out. Golden State took its game one of the second round at two-seed Memphis, 117-116. Jordan Poole, 31 points, eight Mm. rebounds, nine assists. Klay Thompson with a clutch three-pointer in the final minute. He had been two of nine from long distance, but came through from long distance. Miami hosts a game one tomorrow night against Philly. And yeah, 76er center Joel Embiid is out for at least the first two games with a concussion and an orbital fracture. He also has a torn thumb ligament, don't forget. And did you see Philadelphia coach Doc Rivers claiming yesterday he's not upset that Embiid, MVP finalist again, was still in the game up by 29. Four minutes to go when he got hurt. Please. Gosh. Five Miami players <laughs> did not practice Friday, including Kyle Lowry. Hamstring problem. He'll still be out tomorrow. Jimmy Butler missed practice Friday, but with the sore knee, he said yesterday he'll be fine. Tyler here was out Friday with a cold. He said he'll be okay. NASCAR's finish was postponed to tomorrow, noon Eastern time on FS1 due to rain in Dover. Kyle Larson leads after 78 of the 400 laps. And a reminder, the NFL's full schedule will be released May the 12th. There will be three NFL games on Christmas this season. Christmas falls on a Sunday. Those matchups due to be revealed the week of May 9th. And this week, Wednesday, May the 4th, 
The five international games will be announced, so we'll find out, for example, the Cardinals' opponent, Mexico City, uh, the London opponents for Jacksonville and the rest. Uh, More NFL news yet again. Every month belongs to them. Back to you. So, hey, thanks, Steve. I've I've got the dumbest tweet ever uh, to the show here in just a bit. But, Arnie, um, why in life – I think I'm guilty of this sometimes – but I'm always like, okay, you know, I missed on that, or I wasn't right on this. We literally talk. Um, I mean, I, I do a local show. You've done local show. We do podcasts. We talk nonstop. We're not going to get everything right. We're going to get things wrong. It happens. It's life. I love, and you're not very good at this, when people can admit that they're wrong. You're not good <laughs> at this because it's always someone else's fault, and that's what I love about you. Right, right. Um, but – Doc, why doesn't Doc Rivers just say, yeah, it was a mistake? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Up by, was it, 29 points, right? Less than we, five minutes left in the game or four minutes left in the game. You've got to have him out there, especially when he had a injury coming into that into the game, right, in his eye, eye socket or whatever. I just, I, 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 I guess maybe I'm too short-sighted, but whenever Doc Rivers says, hey, everyone was in there, and the other team had all their guys in too. So, and your bait. I mean, I I like Philly. Philly's not any good without Joel Embiid on the floor. I'm sorry, they're just not a good basket. You can tell. Oh, but we got. Yeah, all right, okay. No, Joel Embiid is the key. And I, I guess it's okay to say, you know what? Probably shouldn't have had him in there. And it sucks. We got to come together. Whenever you come out and you're like, ah, well, you know, no regrets. No regrets. I, I sure hope that you would do things different if you had an opportunity to do it again. Why Why can't people just say, yeah, we screwed that up. Shouldn't have been if in this, the game. If this was the regular season, if this was oh. the Laker coach, he would have been fired after like one day, one day if this would happen to LeBron. Uh, so anyway, here's the dumbest tweet ever in the history of the show. Uh, from Roger the Engineer, who writes, You two must not have watched too many Chiefs games last year. Tyreek Hill was double teamed out of a lot of games. This group of receivers will not allow that to happen. Instead of two options, Mahomes has multiple. All right. Uh, He was double teamed out of a lot of games. He was their leading receiver, you dope, with over 1,200 receiving yards and nine touchdown receptions. What is he talking about? I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't quite understand that when I saw that when it came in. And um, what 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 great receiving core Juju Smith Schuster? I mean, is that is that leading the way for them? I I don't understand how they got better by getting rid of Tyreek Hill. That's listen again. This is one of those situations. You know where Kansas City got better? And actually, I had to kind of soften that a bit because Roger did point out their defense is going to be better. They did a smart thing in trying to upgrade their defense in the draft, but they still let their best defensive player walk. You're telling me that Justin Reed is an upgrade over Tyron Matthew? Get right, out of here. Right, right, and you right. know it too. And I understand now you've had a month, and I work with a chief fan every single day. And you've had a, a month now to let it seep in that Tyreek Hill is gone, and you've rationalized in your mind. It's like, oh, well, he wasn't that good anyway. I mean, he's just fast, he just runs routes. But, but yet, when you stop and really think about it, he didn't miss games, played in all 17. Um, right. during the, I mean, he was, he was consistent, you know, during, during the season. I mean, he, he was solid. You lost your best receiving threat. It's, it's okay it's, to say it's going to be hard to replace him. Right. It was all about how to get him the ball. It's not about how to right. get Juju Smith-Schuster the ball. It's how to get Tyreek Hill the ball. Yeah, and I love this. I, I, I love who's the favorite to, to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC? The, the Bills. The Bills yeah. are the favorite to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC. 
So I, I don't. Miami's the eighth favorite in the AFC. That's how far down they are. Are they the eighth? Yeah. I'm surprised they're that high. All right. Hey, oh, stop when, it. <laughs> when we come back, DeSager is going to help us wrap up our number two. We'll get to more of your tweets. It's stink- you can't have a worse tweet than Roger did. So hit us up at Stinking Genius One at Plank Show. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I was cussing during the break, Arnie. Oh, Welcome geez. back. Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to it next hour. Uh, I'm, I'm here to be happy. Steve DeSager is in the house to help us wrap up hour number two. What's up, Steve? Uh, well, first thing, as you guys were talking about NFL draft coverage earlier, reminding me that every Baltimore pick I would hear on TV, it would be, man, that is such a Ravens pick. <laughs> every single absolutely pick. first off you're i think so there right. already was a show called that so raven thank right. you uh-huh. second Bingo. every pick you're saying this it was like all night this was happening they're the only team that can draft two tight ends with a pro bowl tight end and everyone acts like they're fantastic <laughs> i don't get did it. people go nuts on the chargers fullback draft right, choice exactly. at the end it was okay anyway today we had the first woman to start a ball game in the atlantic league playing left field batting ninth kelsey whitmore the staten island ferry hawks managed by agardo alfonso and age 23 she struck out in her first bat hit by pitch in the second flied out to right her third time up she had only been a pinch runner last month theoretically could be a pitcher for this team but hasn't pitched yet she was a former college softball player in southern california at cal state fullerton wow good for her meanwhile while the nba playoff second round opened today and we've got a couple more game ones tomorrow night we have the nhl playoffs opening tomorrow and actual crowds in the stands because remember like basketball a couple years ago with the pandemic they had bubbles, and in fact, for hockey, there was no fans 2021, and even in Canada earlier this year, problems in that regard. So Tampa Bay has won the last two Stanley Cups, but they had Stanley Cup final games in Montreal last year with crowds of about 3,000. So things are different now. They're actually perhaps going to make some money in the NHL this year, which they certainly did not the previous couple years. And the NHL seems to be quick to say, you know, we ticket sales, that's less than half our revenues. Okay, right. but we all know you rely more on ticket sales than some of the other leagues for obvious reasons. Even though you're starting your seven-year cable deal and all of that, and the ratings are up for hockey this year, up 18%, but they're still microscopic compared to some of the other things on TV, not just football. Uh, ABC, in fact, is not due to carry any playoff games in hockey until the Stanley Cup Final. Which Ouch. which makes it the first time Ouch. first right. time in thirty years, according to Sports Media Watch, no game in the first three rounds of the NHL playoffs on broadcast television. Insane. So the ratings to finish up the regular season, they had ABC Hockey Saturday again last weekend. It was Rangers, Bruins, and it was about seven hundred fifty thousand viewers. So that's eight straight NHL games with under one million viewers on broadcast TV. The TNT hockey finales were under half million each. Mm. The ESPN NHL finales were under 400,000 viewers each. Wow. Meanwhile, USFL got 600,000. I was one of them. (laughs) For week two, according to Sports Business Journal. NASCAR, 4.7 million.
million viewers for mm. the Talladega race last weekend That's on good. Fox. Which Thank brings you. me to this programming note yet again. It's noon Eastern time. FS1 has NASCAR tomorrow as they finish up the race after today's race. How rain much will that Dover. hurt the ratings to Sager from going from a Sunday to a Monday after Monday morning? Absolutely. And it, I, my opinion was probably already hurt because it wasn't Fox TV today. It was FS1. So you shrink the audience just a little bit more. The good news is you get daytime sports, and it's also over three-quarters of the race still to be run. It's not like, oh, you know, we only got 25 laps. No, they're on lap 78 out of 400 total. <laughs> Jeez. We've got a ways to go. Meanwhile, the ratings out for the NFL draft, you referenced this earlier. They had about 10 million viewers if you add up the three channels. 10 Million. I mean, you heard the numbers we were talking about the other sports there. Uh, and this is actually the lowest for the first night of the NFL draft in the last five years. So, yeah, it's more than the Daytona 500 got this year. It's about the same as last month's Masters final round got. It's more than one of the Kansas Final Four games got, or Ooh, almost geez. almost to that. Because remember, that was on cable. So if you add up the ABC, the ESPN, NFL Network, 10.03 million, they say. <laughs> one baseball item that I found from Stats Inc. mentioned it last night about how good a start Clayton Kershaw is having for the Dodgers. Keep in mind, he was injured last year, missed the playoffs, and didn't even pick up a baseball until January. Not only didn't know who he'd signed with, but didn't know if he'd signed, didn't know how he would feel. And here, except for the bullpen blowing last night's game, he should be 4-0 after four starts. To have this through four starts of a season, undefeated, at least 30 strikeouts and only two walks or less so far, and opponents batting under 200 against you, the last pitcher that had those numbers through four starts of a season was Christy Matheson in 1908. Get out of here. <laughs> Just silly. But he's 3-1. and one. He goes to the Tigers, right? No, he had six great innings and then the bullpen blew oh, it. So right. he's still 3-0. Right. and oh. right. His ERA had, quote, ballooned last year to 3.5. Uh, his ERA for a career is 2.5, the best in the last century. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, I watched Steve. a lot of that game. A lot of that game for the Dodgers. Heartbreaking. Could you, I was sports guy last night. Let's you go. Are. First right. time. I know. Hey, when we come back, final hour. A lot of tweets to get to. A lot of sound to play with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that. And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Draymond gets booted, but the Golden State Warriors still win. Yes, they did. The Celtics looked soft as Charmin. And we've got the Stanley Cup playoffs starting tomorrow. Plus, on this here show, you know me. I'm all about the NFL draft. And Arnie's takeaway from the draft is that the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. So it's been a fun night. Here 285 more days. Is that how far away it is, the Super exactly. Bowl? Exactly. Well, it was 286 when we started the show. Now it's 285. I if can I'm we counting make a, it down? I'm so excited. Can we make a bet? Yeah. Let's just on this day. Now Danny G is out tonight. Right. He's uh, we got out. our man. He's got another vacation. Rich Herrera is in. Don Little Brown Ricky. is in on the board. Steve DeSager on updates and the millions and millions of editors behind the scenes. If now you're pretty sure. I mean, you're ready to. You're going to put. You're going to Vegas. You're putting a future bet on the. I Dolphins. bet you like three vacation days on it. No, no, no. Here's the bet. I don't. I don't want to vacate. We get vacation days. What are you oh, talking you didn't about? Know that? I, I have no idea. Um, I don't. You must be on another level. You're the star of this show. I'm. I'm merely just. I'm the point guard. I'm the distributor. Um, if, if, and I'm not even going to say Super Bowl because, uh, listen, they're they're not going to be very good. If the Dolphins finish under 500, you can never predict them to go to the Super Bowl again. Oh, that's fair enough. Oh, absolutely. You make that bet right here tonight? Well, that's, steal- that's stealing. That's stealing. Just for the future of our listeners, um, our correspondents, if this team finishes under this 500. This just in, the Dolphins have clinched the AFC East already. I, Arnie Spanier, promise my word, my because you're from the mean streets of where the Bronx, Brooklyn, you change tell me every if, week. If they didn't win the division no, no, or no. something like that. I don't even think they're not good. If they don't finish over 500 i promise i will never pick them to go to the super absolutely i promise but the they already won the division it's it's already guaranteed on that well yeah yeah they, they're much better than the buffalo bills i agree um because wow, that was sarcasm the, the bills are like the unanimous choice on mgm caesar sportsbook what fan duel was it me that picked all those division winners last year remember i before the season started i gave you like five division winners i wanted to parlay well again i mean some of them were a little bit slam dunkish like the chiefs now they're slam dunk the bills 
Yeah. Um, but you were you were off on a couple of them that I told you you'd be off on. Boy, you turned quickly on everyone in the NFL. You don't have much patience. You were out on the Dolphins until magically you looked at their schedule and was like, hey, they could win some games here. Yeah, I, but they have a hard schedule coming up this year. I know that. So the, the deal's in, right? Right. You, you make this promise, under 500, no more picking them for I'm the already, Super Bowl. I already have my Super Bowl pick for the most part. Well, uh, again, Dolphin, we've got a- Dolphins will either play. They're probably going to play the uh, Tampa, but maybe the Rams again or the Packers. Those are we've my top We've got three. a lot of shows between May 2nd and when would the playoffs start? January 15th, somewhere in there. So you got plenty of time to fine tune your Super Bowl pick. No, I don't you- have to fine tune it. I'm pretty sure on it right now. What is it about Miami that you love so much? Is it that incredible experience that Mike McDaniel brings as their head coach? Um, is it yeah, that kind of bothers me a little bit? I got to be honest. With it, you, yeah. Is it that that intestinal fortitude that you've seen from uh, Tua Tungavailoa, or the fact that they're already talking about C.J. Stroud potentially you, for next year? Were you not doing the show with me when I said they were going to win like nine in a row and they won like eight in a row? Did you not see how good they were? Now you're adding a Tyreek Hill. Um, now all of a sudden you're, a you've got some offensive staff. weapons. You have a you have a running back now. Um, I think it's such a better offensive team for two. It's not even funny. Plus, he's got another year under his belt. I think it's just everything is positive except for the coaching change. That doesn't, that doesn't go well. <laughs> um, I listen. I hope but you're you right. You know where I, you know what I think about coordinators, right? Well, you think coordinators are worthless, and yeah. you barely care about head coaches. Yeah. But <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I I hope you're right. I will say this with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. It's a hell of a one-two punch. Oh, I just don't know if your boy can punch. get. I don't yeah. just don't know if your boy can get it to him. Now, with that in mind, uh, let's hit a couple of tweets to the show. It's always easy to get in touch with us at Stinking Genius One, at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Matt writes, just now able to tune into your show. Was wondering if I missed Arnie crowning the Dolphins as Super Bowl champs already. If not, I hope to hear his expert evaluation in the final hour. Hopefully he hates that my cow- what my Cowboys did. No curse, please. I, I wanted them the, the I would love to see my Dolphins play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, but that the Cowboys just stink out loud. So I'm going to have to enjoy uh, them beating some other team. Look, I'll enjoy uh, Dolphins, Packers, Dolphins, Tampa might be boring for a lot of people out in Arizona, but you know it is what it is. But I'll, I'll enjoy that. Um, Emmett, the blind Seahawks fan, writes, the yeah. only thing that could be worse than Roger's tweet is a tweet saying that stinking genius is right 100% of the time. I'm close. I am damn <laughs> close. Whose predictions are better than mine? I mean, look how many crazy ones I've made that have hit. Didn't I pick Leicester City at 5,001 before that, too? I don't know. I don't even know if you knew Leicester City was a thing before they ended up making their run. Uh, Nature Boy's been on fire tonight. He writes, and now, insert team here, just drafted blank, who was once dumped by his girlfriend for another woman. You know what, you know what I did see today on all, on all over Twitter? I guess this is going to happen every draft now, that they're going to show Russell Wilson's old wife or old girlfriend um, how excited she oh, was when gosh, he was drafted. Yes. Her, that, that, that tooth-to-gum ratio was off. I've always been disturbed by that. Do we have an update what happened to her? Is I looked she that up today. Yeah, she, she's gone. She, I don't think she's remarried. She's not remarried. 
and she likes her privacy. So I, I, re- I actually looked that up today because I saw all that stuff about her, you know? Hold on. I, I tried to Google Russell Wilson's ex-wife. Oh, it comes right up. It, it, yeah, it does come right up, and there's <laughs> articles about it and pictures. Yeah, I, I, I don't think she's married, and she's kind of living the quiet life, and, uh, and that's pretty much it. She's probably like a YouTube star or an Internet star or something like that, you know? Boy, my gosh, there are a lot of clickbait things here. Yes, yes, there's no doubt. I'm just yeah, there's, there's that no link doubt about that. Thank you. Thank you for sending me down that rabbit hole. Uh, Mr. Maller writes If a stick of genius is the phoniest Dolphin fan of all time, <laughs> if Miami finishes under 500, he should do the Ben Maller show for two months. Yeah, Maller does it. Maller's missing this week. Aren't you filling in for, uh, for Big I'm Ben? Filling or in a couple of nights. I think the no show has tonight and tomorrow night and the next night. And then I have, I always get confused on the overnights. I have Wednesday into Thursday and Thursday into Friday. They asked me to fill in, but I said, ooh, no, no, too busy. I got a lot. And they go, it's for Ben Maller. I go, ooh, no, got some stuff going on. No, 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 can't do. No, yeah, can so do, I guess no I get your do. sloppy seconds. Is that what you're saying? They asked No, no, you, they so. didn't call me. But they, I, I won't do Ben Maller. I can't do that shift. I, the, the Maller militia and I are at each other's throats for four hours. It, 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 it gets crazy. I think you'd love it. I, I think that you dig it. I don't know why yeah, you I can't have do this the two AM to six AM thing either. That what what if what if I did this? What if I said tonight that you let's make a deal here? Because yeah, yeah. I think that you and the Maller militia need to to get back together here. And I think that they would love to have you. So what if you uh, what if you did the Thursday night into Friday show for me? Oh no, I thought that you were no? going to say why don't I do a segment or something like that? Why don't uh, you do it? Well, that's still really late for you. You've yeah, got to because you've got to go all in, Arnie. You just because I know you, you'll need your caffeine to stay up that late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Not it's, even a, then a segment maybe. If you don't no, do the whole show, no, at least no. Because no? no. you know it, it, it can get heated in a segment. You know we can start cursing at each other. <laughs> it's just too much. It's just and that is much, in a safe. Too much animosity. Yeah. Um, uh, Jason writes the XFL next year is, I believe, going to do that and act as a development league for the NFL, which I really want to succeed. Okay, f- first thing I know, I said, wouldn't it be cool if guys got drafted and suddenly we're playing that next week? That's never going to happen. No, that I mean, that, that, that's not. never going to happen. Sounds cool. Seems awesome. Never going to happen. But, man, wouldn't it be cool if it did, right? And it would be such a home run for these developmental spring leagues. The only way I think, and, and, and listen, I know I've S'd all over the USFL's product tonight, but I'm going to watch again next week. Right, I, right, I, I right. Am, right? I'm, I'm, I'm now vested. It's terrible, but... Terrible football to me might be better than the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I'm a massive Kings fan. So I'm going to watch. But wouldn't it be cool if it was really, truly must-see TV? And I don't know how you do that unless you follow the USFL's model, which is right. you go get the best players in college and you outbid the NFL for guys. And that's going to be a problem. But and you're not going to be able to do that. No, you're not going to. And by the way, just not a, not a quick left turn, but go ahead. maybe a roundabout. Where are you now? Because there's been so much articles and so much conflict, I guess, is, is the word, um, with the NILs. Because... Um, what the kid from Miami was saying, if I don't get so much more money, then I'm out of here. And uh, one kid's getting, what, like $8 million? What, what do you think about all that stuff that's going on right now? The NCAA, when 
Well, by the way, it is pouring right now. I, I hope <laughs> if I lose power in the middle of this, blame me, blame the NCAA. Okay. They had every chance to put rules in place for this. Well, I right? don't know if they foresaw something like this, though. No, they did. They were warned about it. Everything that could have been laid out for the NCAA with NIL, they had a chance to put down guardrails, rules, some sort of legislation. Do you know what the NCAA did, Arnie? Remember that blackjack dealer whenever he's done with his or her shift? Show, yes, right, yeah, show, right, right. Clap their hands and walk away. What, what exactly what did they you did? Mean, put like a cap on it? I'm not exactly. How about rules? It, How about rules? Do you know the rules for NIL right now? No, I have not. It's like the Wild West. Exactly. No idea, yeah. There's no rules. And they turned and they went, to, well, we're hoping for Congress to help us so out. So you or, don't like it then? You're, you're I love it. I, here's why I love it. Okay. Because I want to see it all burn. I want to see it end up in a situation where it's out of control and they have to literally stop and conferences have to step in and say, here's our rules. Here's what we're going to do. Well, if you want to play in our conference, these are the rules you have to abide by. Because I'm all about kids, getting men, women, getting paid as much money as they possibly can off their NIL. I don't like... The idea of being able to go to another school and say, hey, um, Arnie Spanier, I know that you had a good season at Pitt. What if I could get you a million dollars to come play at USC well, why, next though, year? That, that's exactly what you wanted, though. You want the money, get as much as you can, and you want to transfer without sitting out. So you, you got the two things that you wanted, Chris. You're being no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I, don't, I want open transfers. I want you to be able to make all the money you want. I don't want schools to be able to go there and tamper with you. You can't do it in the NBA. You no, can't do it in the NFL. You, though, you yeah. can't do it in Major League Baseball. You right. can't do it in any other sport, but you can do it in college? It's, it's BS. It is. I'm all about free open transfer one time. I'm all about making all the money you can on NIL. I am not about what, being able to go and poach guys. That's what BS. about the kid from Miami who said, you give me more money or I'm going to look someplace they else? It. They fixed it. Okay, but but he's still threatened, though. Sure, right, because we're letting everyone know how much these guys make. And there you have an agent or NIL associate, Person, however they're yeah. being termed right now, who opens his mouth to one guy and says, guess what I got for this dude? You're creating your own problems. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I've covered college sports since, and, and I mean, again, I, it's, it's my nine to five. It's my beat. It's what I do. I have never seen more confusion and frustration and then the overriding government agency, basically governing agency, excuse me, basically say, yeah, you know, we're not going to do anything about this. Yeah, it's just it's on you guys right now. Yeah, but and that's what the NCAA you. has done for day one. It's good for you, though. Oklahoma is one of the big boys that can just buy whatever they want. You would think, but yes. there's also a moral compass for some people. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Our guy, Brent Venables, has a moral compass. You go laugh at him, he'll punch you in the face. So you, you, you keep your smarmy little attitude about it, yes, but that's yes. the reality of it. And there's some coaches, Saban's like that. Kirby Smart's like that. You know, they're going to get guys, but in the same vein, they're going to try to do it the right way. The people who are going to cheat are the ones that are desperate. Well, the there's no more cheating. It's, the it's USC's, all yeah. the Arizona's, oh, the, the USC's. Teams that can't I heard. Done. Did you say USC? Did I hear you correctly? I don't know if I heard you correctly. I said USC because wow. I mean, here, here's another thing. By the way, since we're on college sports, yeah, real I shouldn't quick, have brought it up. But go ahead. How in the world? Just, just a quick thought on this. 
Texas. How can you have the number four and five recruiting classes four and three years ago and not get a single guy drafted from either one of those recruiting classes, Arnie? Not a one. How is that even humanly possible Bad to do coaching that? coaching or the, maybe the recruiting was overvalued. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, listen, three years ago, the number one recruiting class was Georgia. The number two was Ohio State. Right, and the number right. three was Texas. Worked out pretty good for one and two. Four years ago, the number one recruiting class was Alabama. The number two was Georgia. The number three was Texas. Worked out pretty good for one and two. How in the hell can you have that kind of recruiting class and get nobody drafted? What in the hell are you doing in Austin right now? Wow. Wow. You're talking about hitting well, uh, close to rock bottom. It's right there. Well, they might be the ones that are taking advantage of NIL more than anyone. Go well, make your money. money that's for sure. They got Bring, big money there. Bringing it back full circle. Make your money. Do, do, do it. But – this whole idea that Wait, the does two- that mean shouldn't Oklahoma State be the best team then because of um, uh, Boone Pickens, right or no? R.I.P. Boone Pickens, Arnie. Yeah, but but there's still the money there. Somebody's still in charge of it, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how that works right now. But you would think all it takes is a couple of boosters to put together big time um, boosters, right? To put together a group, um, and they end up have these. Uh, I, I keep calling them conglomerates, but they're they're not really that. They're, um, oh gosh, what is the term for them? B- Barry Switzer just started one as well too. But it's 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 basically a situation, a collective. Sorry, thank you. A collective. They put these collectives together, and they're able to pay dudes and and female athletes as well. And some athletes are getting as much as fifty grand, mm. and they do it in the name of charity, which is brilliant. But the NCAA, when the NIL plan came out they said all right we got two rules number one it can't be enticement and number two schedule can't conflict your your nil schedule can't conflict with your school or your practice schedule and i don't know about you arnie but it seems like a lot of enticement is going on out there and you think right and who in the world is going to stop anyone from breaking the rules right now nobody it is as you said the wild wild west yeah yeah and it's not going to change. Mm. Welcome to my TED Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you um, were wild. I didn't know you were all wound, wound up about that. Well, I, I just, it's confusing is what it is, right? And everyone is either all in on NIL or all out on it, Arnie. There's no gray area yeah, right yeah. now. Either it's, yeah, pay him, show the man. You take that colleges or it's you're ruining college football. How dare you? You're taking away the sanctity of college sports. So there's really no gray area here right now. And I think there's a lot of gray area. Um, all right. So listen, let's pause college football talk. Let's hit Twitter. Let's hit some NFL draft recap. And let's hear from Draymond. Why did he get booted? We'll talk about it next on Fox Sports Radio. Did you see my man? Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Mikey B taking a shot at Baker Mayfield here on Twitter. No, Arnie. no, what happened? I didn't see that one. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. It's Stinking Genius One. I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. By the way, could you imagine Baker Mayfield doing a post game podcast I, on I he was Bill gonna... Simmons Podcast Network and how people I, would flip out? I thought there was a chance that he was going to get traded. Um, or something was going to work out the well, uh, next couple of days. Let me read this tweet. My man Mikey writes, driving back to Stillwater, and I think the guys would be proud of me because I really want to wish Baker Mayfield well. He's going to be great in Birmingham. Oh, Hashtag wow. USFL. Mikey, wow. stop it. Wow. Stop it. So here, here's the rumor. The rumor is the Carolina Panthers and the Cleveland Browns had a deal. And the deal was to send Baker to Carolina. But Cleveland and Carolina couldn't come to an agreement on the financials of it. Because nobody's going to trade for Baker and pay him $16 million. It's just... I mean, I love him. Every Oklahoma fan would, would do that. But it's just not reality right now. And so when, when Cleveland balked, Carolina traded up in the third round and got Matt Corral. Now, Matt Corral has quite a few rumors floating around him. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think Todd brought it up earlier. Albert Breer's article um, had quotes where he's Kind of a mess is one term that was used. Right. He got into a fight with one of Wayne Gretzky's kids in high school, uh, transferred. There were questions about his maturity at Ole Miss. He's quote-unquote a big party guy. Who isn't? <laughs> and um, and then this other knock was it's all zone read. He's looking at one defender, throwing behind him. There's character concerns. So they end up not being able to get Baker Mayfield. And Arnie, they take maybe one of the more – 
question guys at quarterback in this draft. So I don't know what they're going to be able to do now. Is it going to have to wait till somebody a quarterback gets injured and then they're going to have to make a trade or they're going to just have to release him? I don't know what's going to happen. For everything that Cleveland's done well, I don't understand what they're doing with this. It, it, I mean, I, I don't think you can just cut him now, right? Or can you? Um, because you've held on to him this long. He didn't report, and he's not going to, nor nor should he, right, to risk injury. I don't know. What, what's Cleveland's in game? They have like four quarterbacks now on the roster. Well, it's the same thing with San Francisco and Jimmy G. What's going to happen in that, though, in that situation? Game? I don't think they're getting a lot of offers. Um, I'm going to uh, agree with one of Scotty's tweets and disagree. On our NIL conversation, he writes, each state has different rules on NIL, so the NCAA is powerless as they have ever been. Well, true and not true, um, because the states started and enacted rules to pay student-athletes before, I mean, NIL was even a thing that the NCAA had enacted. When the NCAA said, all right, NIL is here because all these states are pressuring us, Arnie, they then tapped out with some of the rules that we thought would be put in place. And yes, um, Florida has different state laws than, than Texas does, but everyone's supposed to be under the NCAA umbrella, which is constantly trying to say we're out. <laughs> I've, never seen, I've never seen an entity try to tap out in doing its job quicker than the NCAA has with NIL. Look how, how many kids settled for less money. Sure. And now you're hearing about kids, what, one kid got $10 million or something? That's Ale- reportedly the Tennessee quarterback that's coming in is going to get 6 to $8 million insane. before he even steps on the field. But here's where I agree with Scotty. Or at least where I think he's 100% right. He writes, Stephen Adams is coming back most likely Tuesday, so that will eliminate a decent bit of those offensive rebounds for Golden State. This is a six- or seven-game series. The Grizz are just fine and will get Brooks and Bain back in the flow of the game and make it even tougher for Golden State. No, they're, that? they're not just fine. They're not fine at all. It's, no, they're, no, they're not. Why not? Well, first of all, they lost their first game on at home right. uh, without Draymond. Which they Green, also did to Minnesota. And a bad, without Draymond playing the second half and a bad shooting day by uh, by Clay Thompson. And all that still, they couldn't win the game. Here's John Morant on the plan that Memphis had, which apparently never changed whenever Draymond Green was booted from the game. And what was the conversation, just going back to the whole Draymond situation, like do you, do you address that at halftime, how you could take advantage of him not being there? Nah, <laughs> that's what I just said. We had the same game plan. No Draymond or no no Draymond. Pretty much same thing. Meanwhile, speaking of Draymond, that's ridiculous Dream. of an answer, by the way. Why is that? Well, when when one of their top players gets thrown out of the game, you are sure you're going to discuss it and say, "What do you want to do? Do you want to go right at it now?" That opens up the middle. Of course, you discuss it. It's like if a player has like four fouls. If Draymond Green had four fouls, you'd say, "Let's go right at him and pick up a fifth foul." Come on now. Are you calling Ja Morant a liar? No, no. By the way, is his father Usher? I didn't know that. I didn't know that till now. Kind of looks like him. It does, doesn't Um, it? I saw the pictures of them sitting by each other. Meanwhile, Draymond Green, who raced to do his podcast as soon as the game was over, had this (laughs) to say about his ejection. Now, let's really talk about what everyone's here for. What, you know, what everyone wants to talk about, which is me getting ejected for, I'm not quite sure for what, but um, for... A foul. Very interesting one. You know, you know, one thing about that foul 
is I actually tried to hold him up and well I wasn't told anything because I left the court but guys were told I was I was ejected for throwing him down which was very interesting because I mean even once he hit the ground I still was holding his jersey I mean at this point I kind of expect things like that like I've been suspended from game five of the NBA finals do you do you think I, for one second, don't believe I would get kicked out of game one of the second round. Not surprising to me at all. Not, not, not one bit. Why would you risk it? Why yeah, first of all, it? he did hit him in the face, and I don't know so much about holding him up. He was, you know, when you grab him by the jersey and you're yanking him down, when he's up in the air, you know, look, I, I don't think he should have been suspended, but I can certainly see their side of it. All right. Uh, we got more. We got more to go uh, on Twitter. It's Stinkin' Genius 1 at Plank Show. But right now, one final time tonight, Steve DeSager comes racing into studio with this look at what's going on in the world of sports. What's up, Steve? Obviously, Draymond did not listen to the pool report. It's one great thing that we have in <laughs> yes. sports where a pool reporter, that is one guy from the press box, is elected to be able to go speak to the umpire or the referee or whomever. In this case, that exact question, why a flagrant two, why the eject? And the answer was the contact in total was unnecessary and excessive. The follow-up question, why a flagrant two? Why not just a flagrant one technical? And they said a couple things. First, Draymond Green, there was a wind-up and significant contact to the face. And then pulling down with the jersey grab and throwing the shooter down to the floor, an airborne, vulnerable player. That's what I just said. That's what yep. makes it unnecessary Bingo. and excessive, end quote. And by Is he the way, still saving the media? Is Draymond Green still saving the media? <laughs> <laughs> Kicked out late in the first half for the flagrant two. He had six points, five turnovers in his limited time. So if they'd have lost, I know so many people would, well, if we'd only had, yeah, and then he would have had ten turnovers in the game. <laughs> Steph Curry, 24 points in a one-point win at Memphis, 17 116. Jordan Poole, the star, he certainly got more minutes off the bench today. 31 points, and Clay Thompson had a clutch three in the final minute. For Memphis, and they'll be hosting game two Tuesday night, Grizzlies were up 13 in the first half. John Morant scored 34 points, but he missed a last-second layup attempt. Jaron Jackson, 33 points. Desmond Bain averaged 18 points a game for the Grizzlies this year. He had nine points today. Dylan Brooks averaged 18 a game. He had eight points today, three of 13 Mm. shooting. Crazy stat, the Warriors have now won at least one road game in 25 straight playoff series, extending their own record. Milwaukee won its second-round opener at Boston, 101-89. Boston will host Game 2 Tuesday night. Bucks were up by 16 with just over five minutes to go. Drew Holiday, 25 points, nine rebounds. Giannis Antetokounmpo with the triple-double, still without Chris Middleton and the sprained MCL. The Celtics shot 33% from the floor with 18 turnovers. They were just so bad in those two departments. Even what they normally have, which is good defense, couldn't save them today. Jason Tatum, 6 of 18 shooting for his 21 points. The Celtics' record had been 30-6 and six since late January, and they laid an egg to start the second round. Hardly over, but not a good start to the best of seven. Miami hosts a game one tomorrow night against Philadelphia. Heat guard Kyle Lowry still out with a sore hamstring. In the West, number one Phoenix will open its second round series late Monday against Dallas. The NHL had a makeup game to end the regular season to Today, two teams that aren't making the postseason. Winnipeg beat Seattle 4-3. to The NHL regular season ended for most teams on Friday. By the way, the expansion Seattle Kraken finished with a record of 
27 and 55 mm-hmm. their first year. That includes six overtime losses. The Stanley Cup playoffs start tomorrow night with four series openers. The other four start on Tuesday night, including Florida against Washington. The NHL's draft lottery is a week from Tuesday, May 10th. Montreal has mm. the best odds to draft number one overall, then Arizona and Seattle. A reminder, NASCAR, the finish was postponed to tomorrow. So due to rain today in Dover, NASCAR on FS1, Monday, noon Eastern time, with still over 300 of the 400 laps remaining. Kyle Larson leads. John Rahm won golf's Mexico Open by one stroke, his first victory since last summer's U.S. Open. He's ranked number two in the world. He earned over $1.3 million by finishing first. Even a 10th place finish in Mexico got $200,000 nearly. The PGA Championship starts May 19th in Tulsa. And Naomi Osaka lost to Southern Hills. Southern Hills. <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma with a major this month. That is correct. Naomi Osaka lost her second round tennis match at the Madrid Open, a clay court tournament. The French Open starts in two weeks. In the USFL, Michigan shut out Pittsburgh 24-0. The Pittsburgh Maulers are 0-3. There's a game on FS1 this Friday night, Saturday night on Fox TV for the USFL. Mets and Yankees each one again. Angels won again. Padres and Dodgers as well. In fact, Angels are 15-8. and they scored two runs top of the ninth to go up 6 nothing, and then watch their bullpen give up five runs in the bottom of the ninth <laughs> just to make it interesting. 6-5 the final. The loss to Dallas Keuchel, whose ERA is over eight for the White Sox this year. Shohei Otani was removed with a groin injury but said he plans to play tomorrow. Otani is batting 228. The Padres, 15-8, and got a win at Pittsburgh 5-2. The new Padre closer, Taylor Rogers, with his ninth save, his ERA is still zero. The Padres are number one in the major in RBIs so far. Meanwhile, the Dodgers get a win, 6-3 over Detroit. And now L.A. at 14-7 will host the Giants, 14-8, on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Giants lost at home to Washington, 11-5. Yankees won their ninth in a row, 6-4 at Kansas City. Aaron Judge, two solo homers. Araldis Chapman the save, his ERA zero. Yankees are 16-6. Mets are 16-7. A win tonight in New York for them over Philadelphia, 10-6. Max Scherzer, 4-0, got the win. You know, Friday night, the Mets pitched a combined no-hitter. That's right. Last night, the Phillies won as Kyle Schwarber hit a homer in the seventh for the lead. Schwarber with two homers and a single, three RBIs tonight, but in defeat. His batting average, though, is up to 200. How about my Mets winning and my Dolphins winning? I should bet a parlay. How about that? Well, I mean, your Dolphins didn't play. If no, you would just the, be a thing. if you just be a Mets and Jets fan like a normal New Yorker, this would have been quite a weekend <laughs> like for Jason you. Jason Smith, yeah. <laughs> there you go. He just couldn't wait for this weekend yeah. to continue. It was one great thing after another. I, sh- I should bet that really mm. the Mets to win the World Series and the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll just take Todd's part. Yeah, you do that, Arnie. <laughs> and finally, the Cincinnati Reds were in action, sort of, today. They were down 9 nothing at Colorado's second inning, wound up with just four hits in a loss of 10-1. to Joey Votto, 0-4, two strikeouts, batting 122. The Cincinnati Reds have lost six in a row. They've lost 17 of their last 18 games. 3-19 and is the record on the season. This is Cincinnati's franchise record, worst start to a season. The team batting average for the Reds is 201. Ouch. And the team ERA is 6.15. It's just the best of both worlds. No good. Ouch. This is a bad team. Back to wow. you. Wow. Steve, have a great week, buddy. That's yep. Steve DeSager with Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, more of your tweets coming up here in just a bit. But before we get to your picks, Arnie, 
The Football Morning in America article just dropped, piece, column, whatever, right. from Peter King. Here's what he said about Baker Mayfield. Uh, quote, he doesn't fit in Seattle, and he'd mess up. I'm afraid to say the word M-U-C-K because I could always mispronounce it. The Carolina situation with the Panthers wanting to see if Sam Darnold has a prayer of being the guy. Peter King writes, I really have no clue where he's going. Though I now am dubious of the pre-draft thought that if he was on the street, the Steelers would go grab him. Why exactly would Pittsburgh do that now? I think if I were the Browns, I'd try to get a 2023 seventh round pick from Carolina and pay 90% of his salary just to get him out of Why? the Cleveland consciousness. I think I, I, I still, I, it's too late now, but I, right. I, I mean, months ago, I thought the Giants were like one of the top three to, to get him because they wanted to pass on Daniel Jones, but uh, they got Ty, Tyrod Taylor. I, I don't know. I, I still think the Giants would be a good fit for him. Let me give you three under-the-radar teams that I think are very much in play for him. You ready? You yeah. hit one of them. I think the New York Giants. Well, you mean over Daniel Jones? Okay, yeah. Fight it no. out with, they'll have to fight out with somebody. Doesn't right, matter. right, right. No, no, I'm not saying he's going to go anywhere to start. I'm right, just okay. saying three places he could end up. Okay. Tennessee. Why not? Oof. I know they drafted Malik Willis, but Tannehill's in his final year. You yeah, need a good backup. I mean, Malik Willis isn't going to be active at all this year. I mean, they're under-the-radar teams, Arnie. And third, Miami. You guys went and got Teddy Bridgewater. That's fine. Right. Bring him in for a late-round pick. Battle with Tua. Why not? I mean, I know you're going to the Super Bowl, right? So there's no need for a backup. Yeah, don't but need a backup. No, no need. I also wouldn't be too shocked if you don't see a team like Philadelphia suddenly start sniffing around because didn't we all say you didn't you say they signed unrestricted free agent quarterbacks or no who cares i mean okay. <laughs> they, they signed an undrafted free agent okay okay great you know i mean the raiders signed one too raiders i mean josh mcdaniels was very high on baker coming out of college maybe vegas makes the phone call and says Derek carr needs a good backup and yeah we got Carr on a three or four year deal Maybe Baker comes and chills for a little bit in Vegas and ends up getting a Mariota-type contract with the Commanders, um, like Mariota did with the, or the Falcons, excuse me, and he can end up getting a deal next year. I don't know. But I'll say this much. For Peter's idea, Peter King's idea, I think Carolina, Arnie, I think that ship's done left the, the, the dock. I don't think Perhaps, that's an yeah. opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, before Arnie's picks, when we come back, a couple of schedule notes because, you know, that's my favorite thing. And, in fact – We've only got one more segment left. And in that segment, the most accurate picks on the planet, according to Arnie Spaniel. That's it's right. Arnie's picks next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Final segment for us. Arnie and Flank on Fox Sports Radio. Fun show tonight brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, your home for live sports. Be there in June. That means all sports, every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. Now go on and plan your trip at visitlasvegas.com to see the best and brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Thanks to Todd Furman. Thanks to Matt Verderam. Thanks to Rich Herrera for sitting in. Thanks to Don Brown for running the show. Thanks to Steve DeSager. 
And thanks to the millions and millions of editors cutting up sound behind the scenes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's what you all came for. Arnie's picks. Take it away, stinking genius. All right, give me a little music. Put me in the mood. By the way, I was I was telling you, uh, you know I'm a professional blackjack player, so I hope they don't throw me out. I, I kind of count cards. I don't know if I should admit that on the air. There. Probably shouldn't say that, but good luck. Well, I'll destroy a $5 table better than anybody. But Well, well see. guess what? There's yeah. casinos in Kansas where you're going this weekend. <laughs> oh, so. is there? Oh, I'm yeah. not going to be there long enough. I'm not going to be there long enough. Okay. So. All right. All right, let's get at it. Uh, of course, we got the NBA playoffs going along. Milwaukee, they were so impressive with their 101-89 victory over Boston. I think they're going to end things in six. Um, Celtics didn't look very good. I would have said maybe earlier, but... Um, this big, big victory, uh, getting that first one on the road. So I'm going to go with Milwaukee in six in this one. Golden State's going to have no problems with Memphis. Memphis had their opportunity to get this one. They didn't get it. Golden State's going to win it in five. That leaves the Philadelphia 76ers, and I I'm still can't believe we're not uh, giving Doc Rivers more crap about having an Embiid in there. But Unreal. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take the 76ers in seven over the Miami Heat, so they're going to have to win it on the road. And I like the Suns in six over the Dallas Mavericks. And, Chris, as I told you earlier, just 285 more days till my Dolphins win the Super Bowl. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. I didn't do any Stanley Cup, though. I didn't do any of that. I noticed that. Why not? Well, you know... I'm not going to break down every one, um, you know, every one of the series and stuff like that. And there's okay. a lot of good teams in there, too. So um, we'll see what happens. Maybe when I get back from, from Wichita, okay. I'll do that. Kings Bruins, Stanley Cup Finals. Wow. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but there you go. Yeah, Bruins um, aren't going. Yeah, uh, here is a note on the TV front, because this week, Arnie, we're going to find out who's going to play in the international games. Now, we already know that Arizona's going to host a game in Mexico. Uh, the London games will be hosted by Green Bay and New Orleans at Tottenham Stadium and by Jacksonville at Wembley Stadium. Peter King is reporting tonight that he feels that Arizona will host the Mexico game, the Mexico-based game, on Monday night, November 21st, against either the Rams, Niners, or Raiders. So the Mexico game is going to be a Monday night game, you said? That's that what he's saying. Monday night, November 21st. Um, meanwhile. So is that that's not going to change the time then or anything like that? No? No, no, no. Because uh, most of it, most of Mexico is in the central time zone. I okay, believe. I had no idea. Um, yeah. The London games will be hosted by Green Bay and New Orleans at Tottenham Stadium. And by Jacksonville Wembley Stadium, these games will be played in close proximity, writes King, likely between weeks five and eight on Sunday. He writes, it's crazy to think this, but he hears the Rams have told the league they wouldn't mind being the Packers foe in London. Wow. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay will host the first ever regular season game in Germany on week 10. The league will try to make teams with the extra home games in week 17, uh, extra home games in the 17 game schedule, uh, be the home teams internationally. So that's simple. That, that works yeah. out. So we'll see. But I mean, we're getting we're getting close, Arnie. We're getting close to having the schedule out. Now, I know this isn't a big deal to you, but to me, I like knowing who's going to be in prime time. Who's going to be on Sunday night? 
Thursday night, this Black Friday idea, I think is fascinating to play three games on Thanksgiving, then have a game on Black Friday or two. I don't know what that schedule looks like for the weekend, but yeah, that's I'm like here be for very it. fun that weekend. I'm here for it, but we're going to find out sooner than later. You know what next week is? You're not here. I'm not here. You're out. Wichita, Kansas, here I come. Tell Leave you the dude. light on for us. The casinos in Wichita, you can make some money. Let's go. All right, again, I, I want to thank Don Brown for sitting in the last couple of weeks. Great job. Rich Herrera was in running this show on the producer side Little of things. Ricky. Thanks to the great Little Rick. Is that what people call you? Rick? Yeah, that's what they call him. Really? Okay. No, not Sorry. Really. I, I didn't know. Um, also, thanks to all the great editors behind the scenes. We appreciate Todd Furman and Matt Verderam. For Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank. And for Steve DeSager, have a great week. See Brian No, and for Ben Maller next on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 